Big 8. 820 WWBA. The Big 8. Here we go. It's time to talk sports. It's real and it's fantastic. This is the J.P. Peterson Show. Are you I like your stories and your reporting. Great show. We need uh, people that give it to you straight. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. That's kind of your crawling card, Mr. Peterson. This is the J.P. Peterson Show, presented by FanStream Sports. Now, here's award-winning sports journalist, J.P. All right. It's NFC Championship Game Week. I love it. An historic week in Buccaneers history, to be sure. A historic game about to be had here, to be sure. Uh, welcome into the program. 727-518-0820 is the number if you would like to play along. Uh, Dev Daddy's going to call in today, right? He's got his tickets. He's going up to Green Bay. We're going to have a, a correspondent up in the in the frozen tundra. So jealous, but I know, enjoy, I enjoy the cold, man. I'll enjoy the warmth. <laughs> That's hey, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Well, maybe not once, but uh to um to see your Bucks play in Lambeau Field in a playoff game, it's special, no doubt. And I, what are they selling? Nine maybe not even nine thousand, seven, eight thousand tickets. Tops. That's gotta be a really tough ticket. I gotta find out how we get them tickets. I wanna find out how much he paid for those tickets. Yeah, I'm gonna find that out as well. Uh great show coming your way. Bobby the Chief Taylor will join us at three fifteen from Fox Sports Summer. We'll talk some lightning as they get set to go back out on the road, actually out on the road for the first time at Columbus, um, dealing with little COVID issues, as I'm sure all teams will do this year. So we'll chat with him at three fifteen. Uh our boys from on the clock are gonna join us at three forty five, right? Raul and George. Yes, sir. All right, they'll be. Uh, those are those are two big buck fans. They yeah. got to be jacked. Up. <laughs> I'm sure they are. Mm-hmm. They've got to be. <laughs> yeah, Roll didn't hesitate to answer me earlier. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Uh, Leo Haggerty will join us at 4:30. Uh, our friend Chris Denhart's going to join us and talk about the Super Celebrity Shootout. If you're into parties and the Super Bowl, there aren't. I, I talked last night to someone who's very well connected in the party scene the Super Bowl party scene, and it is absolutely epic how many parties have been canceled. This is this is a really a huge hit to our local businesses. So many so many places were rented out for parties and uh, in the hopes that things would loosen up a little bit, but they really have not. Um, and it's it's not so much that the venues around here don't want to do them because I think they're uh, they feel safe. They've been operating in a very safe way. They want to do them, but it's just the um, – the national businesses do not want the optics. They do not want the optics of uh, sponsoring a party where there may be a picture or two of people without masks on, and you know how the rest of the world absolutely loses their mind. By the way, how many did we hear about a super spreader event after the uh, Alabama gathering that everybody lost their minds about? Remember Alabama when they won the national championship? A lot of people went downtown. There nope. were pictures of it. People were like, oh, my God, it's going to be mass, mass killings. Nope. Nope. Uh, same thing happened after Notre Dame. They s- stormed a field. We- nope. 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 Everybody, nope. Okay. Uh, but anyway, if the optics are, um, everybody's afraid of the optics, and they don't want to put their name on anything. Uh, I understand that. Totally get it. It's just, you know, it sucks for Tampa Bay. It sucks for local business. 
But there are a few parties they're going to go on. Uh, one of them is the Super Celebrity Shootout, which will be hosted by David Ortiz and Chris Godwin. If he's not in the game, if he's in the game, obviously he will not be there. He will be busy on that Saturday night. Uh, but that's going to be a big party at Top Golf, socially distanced outside, so it'll be it'll be safe. So um, you can be a part of it. We're going to be giving away some tickets, and Chris Dennard will join us at four fifteen and give us the particulars. I think they got a nice big musical guest coming too that he may announce. Hmm. 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 Speaking of musical guests, we have the national anthem singers have been disclosed. Um, I like this combination. Jasmine Sullivan, I may be saying that wrong. Is it Jasmine? Nope, Jasmine. Jasmine Sullivan. Yep. Uh, R&B artist and Eric Church, the entertainer of the year with the CMA. Love me. I don't know much about Jasmine Sullivan. That will come as a shock to a lot of you, I know. Uh, but Eric Church, phenomenal. But having the two of them uh, do the national anthem, that's a great idea. That's really good. It's gonna be take the over. That's unity. Take the over. Take the over. I think so. I think you're right on that one. Each artist is gonna have to put their thing in, right? So yeah, their style in. I guess I should say that's a little bit better. Um, so there you go with that. Uh, Leo Haggerty will join us at four thirty. Former NFL scout covers the Bucks, and Anthony Beck will join us at five thirty to talk about the NFC Championship game. Of course, you can jump aboard to 727-518-0820. All right, let's get to the news of the day on NFC Championship week. Um, A.B. had his, Antonio Brown, of course, had his MRI. A.B. had his MRI, and he's A-OK. <laughs> uh, well, not A-OK. He's day-to-day. So I got to believe there's no structural damage. He's going to play. Yeah. He's going to play. It's the NFC title game. If you're, if you're 80%, you're going. You're going. Yeah, there's, I gotta, no, there's no tomorrow. I gotta believe he's gonna be out there. I mean, Michael Thomas was so. Yeah, we'll see. Michael Thomas, you had to get that in there. Yeah, you know it's coming. Yeah, my boy was hurt. That's why he didn't have any catches. We do this. No. We do this for Drew Brees. No, that, no. Well, no, no. I'm not making excuses for him. I'm just saying he was hurt. He was hurt. I thought he. I thought he was good to go. No, he was playing hurt. Oh, okay, we're on to Green Bay, baby. That's mm-hmm. all that matters. We're on to Green Bay. He's got plenty of time to heal. <laughs> we're on to Green Bay. We're on to Green Bay. Thank you, Bill Belichick. Wow. The Bucks are juggernauts. They win one division every 20 years. <laughs> We're on to Green Bay. We didn't even win the division. Exactly. By the way. By the way. Yeah, who cares about a division? <laughs> uh, the NFC Championship game, baby. That's what it's all about. Um, yeah, you can have, you can have that, 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 that NFC South title. The, that? That, that'll get you something. The, the buck stops frozen. We'll see. We shall see there, Saints fan. We shall see. Um, so, Vita Vea. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of optimism about him possibly playing. Like, he's ready to go. He's been working out very strenuously. So he's going to practice or expected to practice tomorrow. See what happens. So to get Vita Vea at AB, boy, that uh, that would be a big, big help to this Buccaneers team. That would be tremendous, especially with the Packers running for 188 last week. Uh, so it's going to be 29 and 50% chance of snow. Yeah. For this game. So, uh, welcome back, Vita Vea. If you play, you go against all pro Lindsley. So, mm-hmm. good good luck. He'll you take care of that. Home. He'll take care of that, no doubt. Uh, we got a phone call? Yeah, George from St. Pete. George, what's up, brother? How are you? Good, JP. Good. Hey, I just want to give thumbs up uh, to the station, whoever pulled the propaganda news network at the top of the hour now we got real sports updates so so uh, dude i've been, I've been lobbying for that for since i since i've been here so yes we finally got it done thank god hey, right hey and 
just for one last time, for good old sake. Alex Stone reporting, Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> go Bucks, baby, go Bucks. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Yeah, that was like nails on a freaking chalkboard, wasn't it? You really, yeah. you really get a feel for like how propagandized the news has been when you hear that ABC News. It would, that was just pure garbage. I know. I get to hear on it. a daily basis. I get to hear it six. T- I get to hear it oh twice an hour for eight hours. I, I, I don't go down the rabbit hole right now, but uh, my lord, and this is you know this is not right or left, but the amount of of censorship that's going on right now and the amount of hate and division that's that's being thrown about it's just unbelievable and i'm glad to hear that uh joe biden is is scheduled to give a very unifying message uh at his inauguration which is something we really need now hopefully he'll follow through with some of those initiatives we have we haven't seen much action towards unification yet it's all been uh internment camps for all trump supporters shut him up you're going to you cannot go on social media. We're going to re-educate you. We're going to take your children. Yeah. Besides that, it's okay. It's okay. I think unification's going going swimmingly well. Oh my lord. Let's just hope. Let's just hope we get to that to that point. Please, Lord. We're Please, on, Lord. We're on to Green Bay. We're on to Green Bay. We even, um, we even pull military because they're not right. They're not leftists. Yeah. That's that's brutal. Uh, by Tell the way, we're censored. I thought there were supposed to be all these. Um, uh, armed insurrections this weekend at Sundays at all the capitals all over the United States. I, would, I was told by the media that there'd be armed armed insurrections all weekend long. That didn't happen. Uh, JB, you maybe ever tomorrow. Watch, you ever watch Designated Survivor on Netflix? Yes, I have watched that. <laughs> I'm at the end of season one yeah. where the Congress ladies at Oath, mm-hmm. and I cannot wait to watch that. It's kind of like, honestly, it's such a, I was like, oh, wow, this actually, this is, this, this is, this could happen one day. Yeah, I was like, there, there, there's a lot of shiz going on uh, on the on the on the interweb these days about what's going to happen tomorrow, and I, you know the violence part of it. I I I, I doubt very seriously we're going to see any of that. And we all know just one thing though: what? it's all going to be blamed on 45 <laughs> forever, it. forever. It's all going to be blamed on him. Everything and forever. Um, I ju- I just want to move on to Green Bay. I want I want our country to move on, move on, move on to some some type of unification. That would be great. Once but you I get there, it ain't going nowhere yeah, for a while. <laughs> I don't uh, I don't think that's that's in the offing though. The, the early returns are not good. They're not good. But we're we'll be hopeful. Um, so so here's something interesting, and this is going to go on all week long. I was watching uh, Get Up this morning, and uh, if we have that little piece of audio there, uh, Radio Johnny will get that ready. And this this is the type of stuff that we're going to be, you know, when you become one of the last four teams left and you have Tom Brady as your leader, um, so much of this is going to be about Belichick and the Patriots and Brady and, the, you know, who who won that. I think we know who won that. Who won the divorce? Tommy. It's pretty, pretty – it's pretty – I mean, you could take the Bucks to the NFC Championship game. Um, you're doing something. And, you know, if Belichick – was to be asked, is he regretful of pushing Tom Brady out too early? You think he'd actually admit it? But there's no question he did. He gave up on Brady too early. He did. Hell, he gave up on Brady four years ago when he wanted to replace him with Garoppolo. So maybe it, maybe Belichick is not the genius that we thought we thought it. Maybe it's just Brady. I mean, you can bring the Bucks to the freaking NFC Championship game in your first year 
in, a, in an offense that everybody said, you're, oh, it's a terrible fit. How could he possibly learn how to risk it, no biscuit? It's not Tom Brady's offense. You know, somehow you they figured it out. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's... Bruce Arians, Brady, you know, they figured it out. It's it's pretty awesome to see yeah. uh, being on this side of the table for once, actually having Tom Brady and not, yeah. hate, and not hating him. Yeah. But I've always loved Tom Brady, but the majority now it just seems all of my Twitter loves Tom, and I love Tom too. Don't we all love Tom? Yeah, we uh, all hated him when he was in New England, though. Absolutely we did. Well, that's part of it. I think that was jealousy. But but we have to admit that this is a new Tom. This is Tampa Tom. You know what I think is great, though? He's Coach Tom now. He's Brady, Coach Tampa Tom. Brady's yeah. only been in the NFC one year, and he's already been in an NFC title game. The Cowgirls haven't seen one in, like, 27. <laughs> It's easy to beat up on the Cowboys, isn't it? I love it. How about them Cowboys? I can't yeah. stand them. We're, we're on to Green Bay. Flat mediocre. <laughs> the most mediocre Bay. franchise they, to get constant attention in the history of franchises. But anyway, here's the discussion this morning when Bruce Arians laid down the smack talk on uh, Bill Belichick. Meanwhile, let's set the stage for this game. Bruce Arians, the head coach of the Buccaneers, said this to Peter King, quote, Tom Brady is the consummate leader, has been all year, got the air of confidence that permeates through our team every day. I allow him to be himself, like New England didn't allow him to coach. I allow him to coach. I just sit back and sometimes and watch. Huh. Let's talk about that. Marcus Spears, is Bruce Arians taking a shot at Bill Belichick there? (laughs) Shots fired! (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Bruce is petty. B.A. is petty. We've seen it all season long, and I'm here for it. I love it. He's in the playoff with the quarterback that was in New England forever, and he's feeling himself right now. But let me let me let me bring this to football, G. Mm-hmm. This is why you signed Tom Brady because sometimes as a head coach, Hello. you need to just get the hell out of the way uh-huh. and let him work things out. And we're starting to see those things materialize with this offense. It looks more Brady-esque, especially in this Saints game. They decided to run the football. He checked the football down to Leonard Fournette. They gave they they got their over-the-top passes <clears throat> that came off of play action. They his the, his yep. way of play allowed this offensive line to look really good that was demolished in yep. the 38-3 loss they suffered during the regular season. Get the hell out of the way is what B.A. is saying. Now, fine, look, we have a million quotes from Bruce Arians this year. We talked about he don't like Brady. He <laughs> calling Brady out to the media. What is going to do to the relationship? B.A. and Tom Brady obviously had this relationship thing working you all think? along, you think? which we figured at some point told the, GOAT, the greatest quarterback of all time was going to get it figured out. And what you see is Tom Brady's influence on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not only that's the reason they in the NFC Championship, it's, it's also the reason that Bruce Arians is confident enough to come on here and throw a shot all the way across the country, right, to build Belichick. <laughs> But also get ready for an NFC Championship game against Aaron Rodgers. I like the swag. I love what? it. I love the shot. It's a shot. What do you think, Jeff, Saturday? But what did yeah, Jeff Bruce Arians is throwing yeah. a shot at Bill Belichick for the way he coached Tom Brady. 
He is high. <laughs> Let's be real, baby. Make sure we're 100% clear on what I just said. All this swag you just said, I get it. My man Tom Brady has rings on not one, but two hands. I mean, have you seen the pictures? Because I have. Are we saying that, that Belichick didn't give Brady the best opportunity to win? That he didn't let him coach? Give me a freaking break, man. That dude, listen, Tom Brady changed the culture in New England no differently that he did in Tampa Bay. I love that B.A. sits back and lets him coach. I was part of an organization with Peyton Manning. Everybody sat back and let Peyton play and coach. He should. But to act like that New England did it wrong with all their championships? Get, like, come on, man. Like, are we serious right now? And I, Look, I love the swag. I love all that, that he's talking about. Absolutely ridiculous to say he didn't let him coach or do whatever. Well, he sure won a bunch of championships. I'll take them rings however he did it in New England. <laughs> It's a good point. It's a good, can we just please get away from Arians taking shots at people? Or, you know, if he says something negative about Brady, he's throwing him under the bus? No, it's not that. It's not. It's just him being honest when asked questions. When asked questions. All right, uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, Bobby the Chief Taylor will join us. We're going to talk some hockey as the Lightning have a few players in the COVID protocol. So they'll have to deal with that, which is actually something that we and Chief uh, talked about last week. So we'll see how they're going to do that and what the Chief learned from those first two games against Chicago. Back in three. Stay with us. In the, city. the Big Eight. 820 WWBA. The Big Eight. Coming back at you. Now, more with JP on Fan Stream Sports. It's only just begun. Well, pretty damn good start uh, for the Lightning in this uh, 2021 campaign. Defense of the Stanley Cup as they win their first two games uh, against Chicago. And Steven Stankos named the third NHL star of the week with a couple of uh, assists and a goal in the last game. So not too bad a start for uh, Steven Stamkos. We welcome in our good friend Bobby the Chief Taylor, Fox Sports son, Lightning analyst. What's up, Chief? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, JP. Really good. Two and L, baby. I was, in, I was intrigued with that bottomless mimosas and bottomless uh, Bloody Marys there you're talking about. I know you rock. would be. Yeah, let's go to brunch one day. <laughs> Let me treat you to brunch you one day, Chief. There we go. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. And especially maybe on a night where you have to broadcast, we'll do the bottomless mimosas. That'll be that'll be great. We'll bring yeah. the whole broadcast team over there. I think it'll be perfect. Yeah, we don't have to eat, do we? No, absolutely not. That just that just kills the buzz. Let's just be honest. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> got to have a strategy. That's what I always say. You got to have a strategy. Uh, so yeah. what? So what'd you think? What'd you learn from our Lightning? Uh, the first two games against Chicago. Obviously, you know, not necessarily a Stanley Cup to contender in the Blackhawks, but you know, you got to love the way the the Lightning started, right? Oh yeah, I mean, it just shows you know they they still haven't forgotten how to score goals. Yeah, you yeah. know, and it's really funny, you know, because when. Uh, you know, you're talking to the guys after, you know, in the Zoom calls and all that. You can see that they knew that there were aspects of the game where they have to be a little bit better at, you know, a little bit more uh, consistent in their uh, in their puck retrieval and and uh, and clearing the zone. I know that the second game, I think, wasn't as strong of an effort as it was the first game. And Chicago was a lot better as well. But mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, one of the things that they're doing that, I'm, that I, I got from those two games anyway and just listening to them talk after 
they're much more cognizant of playing a defensive style of game. Like, you know, okay, we got enough to shut them down. And I think, you know, even when, you know, when Tyler Johnson mentioned, he says, you know, there's areas where we have to clean up because, you know, as you get going and get uh, going up against better opponents, it's it's not what you make, it's what you leave. Like I always said, it's like pool, JP. It's, yeah. You know that. It's what you make. It's what you uh, leave, not what you make. And what do you think, uh, particularly of Stamkos with with Kucherov out? You know, you, you you would expect Stamkos obviously to step up, and boy, did he ever in those first two games! I mean, I think he sent a message to the rest of the league that, look, I'm not going anywhere. You know, I'm I'm still here. I'm in my prime, and, and we're, we got we're going to get this going, and I'm going to lead it. That was great. Oh, I'll tell you, yeah. You know what? And, and having not played for so long, you know, you you kind of worry about the timing and how things. He didn't look out of place at all. I mean, he looked in top form. I mean, he was in great condition. He was, he was, he was, uh, he was engaged in every part of the game. You know, he, Stam was not a guy that's going to go out and bang everybody around, but he didn't shy away from it. Um, his shot, I think, could probably uh, it'll come a little bit better. I mean, he had a couple of chances there that went off the heel rather than you know where he gets nice and square. Yeah, but uh, he still picked up some points, and uh, I I was pleasantly surprised at how well he looked. Uh, because he um, he hasn't played competitive hockey for a long time. What is it, two and a half minutes or something over the last, what, yeah. nine months, yeah. ten months, something like that? Yeah. So, um, you know, he he really, I thought he looked really good. I, I, was, I was really pleasantly surprised by his conditioning. He didn't look uh, like he was winded. He was fine with that. Uh, like I said, though, his shot is such a, a finely tuned thing, and I think he just... He hit a couple not real square, and uh, mm-hmm. that'll come with along with more time. A couple of goals, three assists, five points in the first two uh, games for Steven Stamkos. Uh, what about the young kids? What did you learn from uh, Matthew Joseph? I mean, we've seen them play before, but this is a new year, and they're kind of in new positions as well. Yeah, Matthew, uh, you know, he, he's, he's his biggest asset is his speed. He can really skate, and, and that's what he has to really understand, like, you know, I think a lot of times young kids, they think that they have to do more than they're supposed to. Uh, right now, his situation is he just has to get out there and really disrupt teams in their own zone, get on, get them on quickly, you know, and he's a big enough kid that he, he can play a physical game as well, as we saw in that uh, blue-white game where he put Luke Shen into the bench yeah. uh, with a body check. But, you know, if he just keeps uh, working to his strengths, and then the other stuff will come. And that's the thing that he has to understand. You know, I know that at practice uh, this morning that he had moved up to uh, the uh, line with uh, Gord and uh, and uh, uh, Goodrow hmm. because Coleman's yeah. out. So he moved up on the ring with them. And and you know now the thing is with him now now you just you don't have to be, to be real fancy. You just bring that speed, be a four checker, disrupt it, play hard along the wall, and make sure that you clean your own end up. Don't don't let them get anything. And and. The offense will come, but yeah. uh, that that was what really sent him to the minors last year. Is that he tried to do too much, and he thought he was too much. Mm. He was too much of a fancy Dan, where he's more of a, a straight ahead guy. And, and uh, uh, I think if he can keep that in his mind and his thought process, he'll be fine. Bobby the Chief Taylor joining us as we uh, chat some lightning, and uh, they'll be going on the road to face our good friends Columbus. Who we uh, we certainly uh, paid back in the in last playoffs, and that'll be fun. Uh, going on the road for the first time, uh, Chief. And you mentioned Coleman in COVID protocol and Curtis McElhenney, the backup goalie in um, protocol as well. And, and Vassy wasn't at practice today, so I, I thought they were going to get you out there today, Chief. Get that mask <laughs> on, get put on the pads, brother. Get on out there. 
Well, I guess he had a, a maintenance day, but which yeah. was I find kind of odd because you know they haven't been on the ice t- uh, since Friday right. uh, till yesterday. So, I mean, he had a couple of maintenance days, but nah, I don't know. It's a different day, era nowadays, I guess. But yeah, well, let's hope it's not something serious. Of, yeah. yeah. Well, Carolina has to cancel their game tonight against Nashville because of COVID. So, you know, the Lightning played Carolina next week. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens there because, you know, the, those games might be canceled. I think it's this is going to be an even a weirder year than last year yeah. because I think it, it's going to be almost like day-to-day if you're going to play or not. And uh, that's going to be really strange. Um, so uh, I hope that uh, I hope everything's okay with Carolina, but they had to cancel the game tonight, so... Hopefully, they don't have to cancel the next uh, next week's two games against the Lightning. I, I think as we get into the season, these the teams will you know the players will learn what they can and cannot do. The teams will learn. That's you know. So I, I think they'll they'll have players ready to come up. I think what um, you know what they really need to to figure out and something that I don't, I don't think baseball figured out fast enough was just bring up other players. You know, quarantine them one players and have other players ready to go and have these games. I mean, you might not you know you might not have you know, four, five, six of your regulars, but, you know, the games need to go on. And, you know, this is going to test the depth of a lot of different teams. And I think that's something where the Lightning are strong again. They have a lot of depth, and they'll be able to to withstand some of this these um, these protocol things when they come up, right? Oh, exactly. And, and that's why they have that taxi squad. Right, is, right. You know, for, uh, you know, they got four and five guys uh, that are uh, right there. They were practicing today, those guys. So it's not like they're... Not come, they're not getting in, staying in condition or anything. So, uh, like I know Volkov will be in the lineup too. I think uh, yeah. be, uh, when he comes there, he'll take the place of uh, 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 Tom or um, Joseph on that fourth line with uh, uh, Gord or not with Gord with uh, Stevens and uh, Maroon. Right. So um, you get you'll have uh, one new guy in there, which will be Volkov, but the uh, uh Thomas will just be, or Joseph, I keep wanting to call him Thomas. I know, I'm the same you way. <laughs> I, think the same, I, I don't know why, Joseph, but I think the same way. I know. Joseph uh, is going to move up into that um, uh, third line, so it's it's it'll be a different look. But, uh, you know, these guys have been, that's what we talked about, what, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. JP, is the fact that they shift these guys around and they play uh, with different uh, combinations, and that really helps them when they really have to get into a game situation. You know, Chief, I think the thing that impressed me the most was, uh, first of all, that was the first time I'd covered a game where there wasn't any fans in any sport. And it was just bizarro world, bro. It's just bizarro world. And I don't know I don't know where these players get the um, – you know, get the energy just to. I know they're they're used to practices and other things, and and these guys did it last year in the bubble, so you know, they're used to it by now. But I just found it really weird watching it, and um, and I just think it's got to be hard for the players at times to do it. But for the Lightning to be in that atmosphere and still find that that drive to crush Chicago the way they did. I mean, we, one of the things this team had, has done up until they, you know, they went into bubble, I think was play down to the competition, right? They always did that for the last few years. Yeah. And I think it's, that's what talented teams do. Sometimes they just take their foot off the gas until they have to, you know, blow by somebody, but this team came out and took it to Chicago. And I think that's a, that's a great sign that they've already understand that mentality that they have a target on their back and they got to come every night with a lot of intensity. Oh yeah, and I agree with you. I mean, it was weird watching that game with no no crowd. You know that piped in sound. You know, and they, 
it just just this doesn't feel right. I mean, and and believe me, you, when you when you witness something like that, you really realize how much fans play a part. Yes, in in how successful a team is. Like and that's why they talk about home ice advantage. There's nothing to do with the ice or nothing to do with right. the air in the building. It's the fans. They're the ones that give you that really extra jump and they keep you going. And uh, you know, especially here in Tampa, we are, you know the, the fans here are unbelievable. They really get loud and. I talk to a lot of guys that come in from other teams, and they just can't get over how noisy that that building can be, and how much it pumps up the team. But uh, you know what? I think what really helped the Lightning is that sixty-five days in the bubble when yep. they went through this for so long that you know this that they're 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 used to it. You know, the teams like Chicago that never made it there, and, and you know those other ones, Detroit, and those guys, they they have no idea, and they're witnessing it now for the first time. So they're going to be a little bit taken back. And, Especially, uh, you know, when you're you're they're in rebuilding modes as well. But uh, this, this is this is a team that all of a sudden the, the light bulb went on with everybody, and you know they're finding out now what it takes to win, and uh, they definitely want to do it again. And I think that they're really going to, as we go along. I think uh, you know it took us a while because we missed those two games with Dallas, but uh, as we keep going further and further, you'll see them really get into their. They're shut down mode, and I think you'll see them really play like we saw in that bubble. Yeah, and it'll be interesting uh, going on the road to Columbus. Um, is I don't even know if Columbus is going to have fans. I'm, I'm guessing probably not. Um, but there will be no lack of intensity, right, Chief? I mean, these are two teams now <laughs> that have a little something-something against each other, right? They, they don't need fans to get after each other, and I'm sure Torts will see to that. Oh, big time, yeah. you know, and – and I think Columbus has got one of the young, finest young defense corps going. So, yeah. that, and their goaltender, you know, uh, is it, playing pretty well at Corpusello. So, uh, for me, it's going to be interesting to see. And Torch is pretty good there. You know, that's yeah. a very tight checking team. And what better way to make sure that they buy into what you're trying to preach to them is when you're playing the Stanley Cup champions, the ones that eliminated you very quickly in the round robin last year. Or so. Uh, it was, it's going to be a great one, I think. I can't wait, really. And how do you how do you think these like mini series play into it, where teams play you know uh, every other night and they stay in the city, you know, kind of like the playoffs? Is that uh, I get that's kind of breed more intensity, I would think, especially in that second game. Oh, definitely, yeah. because you know, like before, when you're playing three games a week, or sometimes you know you're playing three and four nights. Yeah, you got no, you don't, you can't even think about the last game. You just got to get ready for the next opponent. Mm-hmm. And now you're, you know, we're like baseball. You're playing instead of three game series, you're playing two game series. And what happened the first game carries over to the second Absolutely. game. And if everybody tells you that they don't, they're full of crap. Yeah. It does. Yeah, you you get, you know, you have short memories obviously, but you don't have that short of memory that you forget what this guy did to you the night game before. And you know what, JP? I'll tell you what. I mean, if if the league sees how how successful it is they could start doing that a little bit more often you know yeah. because they anytime you think you can cut expenses in any kind of sport yes absolutely oh boy they just yeah. you know they, let's just follow the uh, the ram with their belt around his neck and let's do it yeah and i think the players would like it too you know less travel for them um yeah and, and more rested i think it'd be better hockey i think there's a lot of advantages to it, it really is yeah yeah yep. all right partner exactly. uh appreciate your time as always my friend uh brunch is on me We'll we'll do it soon. Okay. You got it, partner. Thanks, JP. I, I ain't going anywhere with Chief and that crew unless it's bottomless. Because if I have to pay per drink, I'm going to be. <laughs> and I need to take out a loan. 
Those boys can put them away. And you know where you can get bottomless at. Yeah, but they'll probably black rob you. I'll probably be like, oh, so glad to have you all. Do not come back. Do not. <laughs> we lost money on you guys today. Yes, you did. All right, uh, quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll take your phone call, 727-518-0820, and uh, we'll talk some more Bucks and Packers. What's the weather going to be like? Snow. I would love to see some snow. That right didn't scare me. Snow. Didn't scare me. We're we're ready. We're good. Back in three. Make some noise. The Big Eight. Eight twenty WWBA. Let's go. Right now. Back to the show with JP on Fan Stream Sports. All right, welcome back. Hey kids, uh, we got a great event coming up. Super Bowl. We got a couple of great events. Uh, many great events that we're involved with. Um, we're going to be doing a live from the NFL alumni golf tournament, the Super Bowl golf tournament. That's going to be Monday, February 1st out of Carrollwood. Um, public not invited for COVID reasons, but you know, well, I'm not going to say come on out, but you might see some golfers out there, you know, just be family. Come on out, part of the family. We'll be there uh, broadcasting live with all the uh, superstars. Ronnie Barber is going to be doing the emceeing and shooting 65 out there. So he'll join us, a bunch, bunch of other big names. So that'll be on the Monday. Uh, the Saturday, Super Bowl Saturday is going to be really busy. We're going to do the dog stroll for uh, Delta Sierra. The yep. service veterans for dogs. Dogs for service veterans, I should say. Was oh, that at Ulele? Yeah, that's going to be at Ulele on 9.30 Saturday morning. Um, some dignitaries from SOCOM and CENTCOM are coming out. Um, it's going to be a really, really cool deal. Um, so bring your, bring your dog down. We'll be socially distanced. Bring your masks. Do a walk on the river walk. So that'll be cool. That starts at like 9.30, 10. Uh, we'll be doing the big uh, Sioux social media show uh, also on Fight Network. That's going to be down in uh, Sparkman's Wharf. That's from one to four o'clock. Um, then that night, it's Top Golf, the Super Celebrity Shootout. That's going to be hosted by David Ortiz and Chris Godwin. Of course, if Godwin's in the game, he won't be there. Um, but if he's not in the game, he'll be there along with a lot of his Buccaneer teammates. Uh, we're we're going to be the official radio sponsor of that event, so we'll be giving away some tickets. But you can buy your tickets now. Um, Chris Denart's going to join us at 415 to tell us more about how to get tickets. If you want to get your group in, it's going to be a hell of a party. They're going to have big-time entertainment, unlimited food, unlimited booze, at Top Golf, all rented out. They're going to have some uh, big-time uh, musical guests, which I think we're going to announce at 415. So that's Saturday night. Then there's a, a yacht party from mid- midnight to 430 that uh, we may or may not get into, guys. Just that'll be on standby <laughs> you want to party till 4 30 uh su- super super sunday morning why not yeah let's do it <laughs> oh, i'm sorry the sioux social media show is going to be on super bowl sunday one to four before the game my bad not saturday so sunday oh one to four hmm. so but no that's good i there's, there's too much stuff on the saturday i mean you get get that uh space it all out yeah, you got to do that. So, so many of the parties have been canceled, but there are still are a few that are going to be going on. Um, we'll try to keep you on update, updated, and hopefully get you get you into some of them. Um, so, yeah, seven two seven five one eight zero eight twenty is the number. Who we got online? It's your your guest. It's Raul. It's Raul. 
Well, let's go right to him on the On the Clock boys, Raul and George. I believe just Raul is on today. What's up, partner? How are you? Hey, what's going on, JP? How you doing, sir? How you doing, Bucks fan? Lifelong hey. Bucks fan in the championship game, bro. Tom Brady comes to town, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's let me tell you something. That defense, huh? That defense showed up, man. It really did. I don't think Drew Brees was expecting it. No, no. Do you like? All right, from a coaching standpoint. Yeah. When when Bowles did that bullcrap zone defense, sitting back in the November game, right? I was yeah. just like, why the hell would he do that? It's not the way he normally plays. It's not yeah. what we're best at. Is it possible that he was setting him up for a possible playoff game and when they're really going to bring what defense they wanted to play? Is that even possible? Because if he did, that's freaking brilliant. That's yeah, the okey I mean, doke of life. Right. If the report comes back, this man did that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> then, you know, God bless him. He's, he's now the new Belichick. Right. But I, I don't know if he. I don't know if it was on purpose or he just, you know, realized. You know what? We really don't have nobody to fear right now. Now let me ask you this: In November, did Michael Thomas play in that game? Because I can't remember him playing in that game. Um, I think he did. They said he did. did he? Yeah, because that was the last time Kamara, Thomas, uh, and everybody was yeah. together was that game. I remember somebody saying that, like Mike Neighbor said that. That was the yeah. last time they all played together, and then it was. Uh, not much the rest of the way. So yeah, he did play in that game. So then, then I have no idea why he sat back because what I saw was a complete 180. Right. When you looked at that defense, I'm talking about the four down linemen were getting back there. They were in their face, and you saw them line up. They were all in their face, ready to jam them. I mean, it looked it looked beautiful. And number 45, Devin White. I'm oh. telling you right now, if I hate to say this, and I, I don't know if there's going to be Bucks uh, uh, executives listening, but I am advocating that you reconstruct that man's contract and pay him more. <laughs> well, you don't because, have to right now. He's a top five pick. You don't need to right yeah, now. Woo, that man was all over the place on on uh, uh, during that game. He yeah. was he was fun to watch, man. He really was. Yeah, his knack for uh, for finding the ball and getting turnovers is um, yeah. it's uncanny. I, I don't know if I've seen anything like that since maybe. Uh, um, Oh gosh, who 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 would be you know the the guy who used to punch the ball out peanut uh, the old peanut yeah. punch yeah and he yeah. And he does he does that so well but he always he finds the ball he he recovers fumbles that interception let's talk about the athleticism on at interception where he runs to the spot reaches out his hand backhands it on the full yeah. run for a yeah. linebacker come on now oh, it's simply amazing man. That- yeah. Like me and Jordan, we sat at the house. We were watching it. We, you know, we ordered beef for Brady. We had a couple Coronas, and we're just sitting there watching in amazement how well Devin White played in that defense. I, I'm telling you something, man. I haven't seen a biting defense for the Bucks like that in a very, very long time. It had good defenses, but they were they were hungry. I love it when they're getting up talking junk. Yep. You know, yep. nobody's backing down. Michael Thomas wanted to, you know, say a few words. They're all in his face too. They're in Breeze's face. It was, it was pretty good fun to watch. And now they get back their guy, right? They get back another defensive tackle. Vita Vea. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure you know, hungry. there was. I was rewatching the game last night, as a matter of fact, and um, right. 
The thing that really jumped off the screen at me was it was exactly what you said for that defense: the aggressiveness, the speed, the uh, the, uh, the gang tackling. I mean, they were just so up in their face and their grill. They're you know they're grabbing yeah. the receivers. I, I love it when they grab the receivers and and you know there's contact at the line and the, you're knocking them off the ball. That's what our guys do best. And you know Carlton Davis. He, you know, there's not nobody really talks about him in that game. You know why? Because they didn't throw his way. He shut down well, Michael Thomas, and you know we've t- mentioned somebody, everybody else's name, but Carlton CD three hadn't gotten a lot of play. He he freaking shut down Michael Thomas. He was awesome. He, re- he really did, man. I, I, and I was amazed to see that against everybody. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, I believe Sanders was on that. He couldn't do anything. The run game was was freaking just disappeared. Uh, they neutralized Kamara, and I, I just love how they rattled Breeze. Breeze, you know, he had another moment like uh, Roethlisberger did. Yep. Where he just kind of had this moment like, okay, this is this is it. It's all over now. Yeah. Um, uh, that last interception he threw, I really felt that was that was unnecessary. Drew could have either ran for a couple yards, but he just stared down Cook and then threw it in triple coverage. I was like, that looked like the look. That looked like the throw of a desperate man. Yeah. And um, he he couldn't get nothing going. And I'll tell you what, I I, I like this when they did the trick play, but. As a coach, just so you know, in the second quarter, if you got to go to a trick play, yep. you don't have the, you don't have very much left for your offense. Mm-hmm. You don't have an answer. You're trying to jumpstart something out there. Do you think that pissed off the Bucks defense even more? And you know, just in terms of Sean Payton using Jameis in that way, and then you saw, and I thought this was very evident, by the way, when Jameis went back to the sideline, him and Payton, and, and look, I know they're celebrating, they're having a good time, but it was yeah. more, it was almost like when they showed the cutaway of Payton, it was almost like, hey. See what I just did to you guys, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was personal, you know what I mean? I think that pissed it, the Bucks off. Oh, it did. It, it definitely looked like it. Because the last time they played, when he came into the fourth quarter and he was going to finish the game off, I was sitting there telling George, like, oh, my God, if he throws the ball for a touchdown, you know, the Saints already were winning. They were blowing him out. But if they throw the football, that's going to be like an ultimate, you know, exclamation point for the team. So when he did on when he did on that night, I, I looked at George like, oh, my God. George's like, yep, that pissed us off. Yep. 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 That's a, yeah, yeah, it definitely did. It definitely did. And it also it showed us, A, that if they have to throw the ball deep, it's not going to be Drew Brees. Uh, and B, I got to we got to go to trick plays to to beat this defense cuz I mean, think about it. other than that in the first that drive in the third quarter, they had nothing. Saints had very I little offense. Been, which I was surprised cuz you guys were up in their face something, okay, this is man coverage, right? They're going to play man coverage. I, I, you would think that they would run some more man beaters to try to get Michael Thomas open or try to neutralize some rub routes, something where they're crossing, you know, uh, across the middle, some mesh play, smash or, or stick play, something to get him a little bit. But they really didn't do anything. Everything I saw was 10 to 15 yards plus, and yep. Drew doesn't have the time. And if you try to dump it off, the linebackers were crushing him. Um, I want to highlight your center, Jensen. I oh, never, yes. I haven't seen a nasty lineman like that. And I'm not saying nasty like he was dirty or nothing. Just like he was getting after forty seven for the Saints, man. He was <laughs> he was amazing to watch. Every time he puts forty seven on the on the, on the ground, we call it a wave uh, for linemen. When they pancake that line, when they yeah. pancake a defender, they ride the wave where they roll on top of them, let them know that they're there. Yeah, I mean, they it was amazing to watch the Bucks. If they play like that against the Packers and Lambeau, then then Aaron Rodgers gonna have a long night. Yeah, and of course they did it during the regular season, but um, you know as we saw against the Saints. Those regular season games don't mean much, especially when they're, you know, two months ago. Both teams are different, um, right. and 
you know, I think Matt LaFleur obviously will look at that game plan, but I do think there is some things that do carry over, and that's the matchups. I mean, you know, we'll see that you know, the Buccaneers' defensive line and their blitz package get after uh, Aaron Rodgers again. I, even with Bakhtiari out, I mean, I, they were still good last week, but this is a different, you know, this Bucks defense is going to get after Rodgers' ass. And now, look, this is not Drew Brees, who can only throw it about yeah. 30, 30 yards tops. This guy is, the you know, the best arm talent in the game today. So that's a totally yeah. different deal. But I, I think... I really believe if you rattle Aaron Rodgers early on, you know, like that pick six from Jamel Dean, that rattled him in that first game, and then you hit him a couple times. I, you know, I think Rodgers is a front runner. He when he gets out, when the Packers get out front, and which they do a lot, he's mm-hmm. great. But when he's in a dogfight or they're getting physically taken to the woodshed, like the 49ers did to him last year, yeah. I think he, I think he turtles a little bit. That's just my opinion. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I totally agree with you. And, and the, the fact that I like this is, is Dominic Sue. When Sue's against Rodgers, for whatever reason, he does, you know, I guess Rodgers gets a little rattled with him there because, you know, all those years he played in Detroit, stepping on Packer players, I guess it hasn't, you know, Rodgers hasn't forgotten that. But he, he does definitely rattle Rodgers and, and for whatever reason. So I agree with you. If you get after him early and you, and you make him panic and put him on the ground a couple times, even if you don't get the sack, you get a couple knockdowns, he starts to get a little rattled back there, and he, he wants to get the ball out of it quicker than, than usual. And that's usually good for the Bucks defense. Absolutely. Uh, we're talking with Raul from the On the Clock podcast, one of the most downloaded local podcasts in the area, um, with his partner George. you got to check out the show. It's always good. What are you guys talking about on the, uh, on the podcast, On the Clock? Well, we actually have a, we have a couple coaches, college coaches that are joining us. Remember, we, we discussed about that roundtable. Mm-hmm. Um, we finally got it to where we're going to have a couple coaches from USF nice. and UF and, and put them all together and, and just, you know, try to try to rack their brains a little bit because even though I coach high school football, man, I, I still need to learn as much as I can. And yeah. It's always fun asking these certain questions. And, and I, I'm not definitely going to ask them about that college. One of, one of the questions I really want to ask them is what we talked about last week. How do you make college fun again? How, what what are yeah. some things you can turn it around? So it's going to be fun, man. We we got we talk about that, and of course we're going to break down all the time uh, the Bucks and, and the upcoming games and championships and and see if the Bills can actually pull one out in KC. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean the Mahomes thing is it's very much up in the air. But even if Mahomes plays, uh, you know I have not yeah. been really. I mean the Chiefs are not world beaters. They're not bl- they haven't blown anybody out in forever. And right. you know, I, Cleveland hung right there with them. I'm not sure. In Cleveland's defense, ain't all that. The Bills' defense mm-hmm. is much better than the Browns' defense. So, whether right. you know, Pat, Mah- if Pat Mahomes plays, and don't forget, it's not just a concussion. That toe is really bothering yeah. him. He cannot. He he runs like me now. He runs like Jameis, like <laughs> Sam, like, like Fred Sanford. You know, he, he's he's right, right. you could see him laboring. So right. I think I think this game with the Bills is very very much up in the air, and I. I think it's a I think it's a coin flip, it, with Mahomes right. plays or not. Yeah, I do too, man. The one thing that I've been saying for the last about four or five weeks on the podcast is that I think the Bills are the only team that can really challenge KC in the AFC because of their defense and also because of how Josh Allen and Stephon yeah. Diggs are just they're on another level right now. Balling um, as far as balling, man, and it's it's gonna be fun to watch them watch them play. I mean, to think about think about the Bills going back to the Super Bowl for a moment. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, like. Yeah, that's that's gonna be pretty big to see if they if they can knock that out and, and get that done. I would love to see Bills Mafia descend upon Tampa Bay. 
I love to see too. Bill. But can you imagine the Bills and the Bucks in the Super Bowl? The <laughs> Bills and the Bucks. Come on. Oh, I, I know, and I, I owe George. If the this is the thing, if the Bucks make the Super Bowl, which I, you know, I've, I've been rooting for the Bucks here for seven, eight weeks now. I really, oh my God, this could really happen. George told me in the before the, before any game was played, the Bucks are going to be the first team to host the Super Bowl, <laughs> and they're going to win the Super Bowl. Um, and he bet me, he bet me a hundred bucks. That that was going to happen, so I'm sitting there like, "Oh my goodness, I'm willing to lose a hundred bucks. I'm I'm fine with that now. I got to see this." Yeah, man, and uh, it, it's been a crazy year with COVID and everything. Uh, yep. But from a sports perspective, and if you're a Tampa Bay sports fan, it's been a dream come true, except for the fact that you really haven't been able to go see our teams in person. So, but right. you know what? I'll take it. I'll yep, take it any absolutely. way we can get it. It's it's um, it's good stuff. All right, tell everybody how they can get your podcast partner. Hey, you guys can listen to On The Clock Radio on all podcasting networks or, or apps, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And also you can uh, find us on our YouTube channel, On The Clock Radio. And if you want to try to join the show or come talk to us, man, you can send us an email at ontheclockradio20 at gmail.com. Sounds good, partner. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. All right, JP. Be safe. Yeah, you too. Um, yeah, that's um, – Go Bucks, baby. Let me think – at the top of the four o'clock, I'm going to kind of outline how historic this game is on so many levels. We'll do that at the top of the next hour. Um, I think there's so many cool storylines in this game that we're going to be talking about all week long. And, and there there were some great ones last week. And I think it just kind of adds to this storybook season uh, for the Buccaneers. Um, by the way, Patrick Mahomes uh, has cleared some of the protocol steps to get out of protocol concussion protocol jail um but yeah. the espn reporting it's too early to say if he'll definitely play he's gonna play a hundred percent you think the nfl is gonna host the afc title game without their darling no way yeah and, and, and no look way. if it was a situation like we saw with lamar jackson where you know he's taken off the field and he looked you know like he was in bad shape i mean mahomes ran off the field ran into the locker room you know once he kind of I, I do think he was kind of more choked out uh, than he was concussed. Well, yeah. Also, not just that, but yeah, I think about this foot injury that's yeah. just like being uh, swept under the rug now yeah. because of the concussion. Yeah, yeah, and it's his right toe. I think it's his right big toe, right? I think it was uh, one of the toes on his right foot, which is his plant foot. Um, and when you're when you throw from as many different platforms as he throws from, and you have to be as athletic as he is, and you know, you can't – his footwork has gotten sloppy late in the season. I think it's probably more due to injuries than anything else. You're, he, that's just – he's playing outside of himself right now. This is not the normal Patrick Mahomes that we've seen. And, you know, and that's you know that's one of the issues you have with a highly athletic quarterback is that when they do get bumps and bruises and injuries, it's going to really affect – their their game in a lot of different ways, and I think you're seeing that with Pat Pat Mahomes this year, um, and it's you know, well he first of all, I never doubt him when he has the ball in his hands. You just you can't doubt him. He he constantly proves you wrong. So I'm not you know, but I think it's something that we have to watch. I think if anybody thinks that the Chiefs are prohibitive favorites in this game, I mean I can make a case that a healthy Josh Allen uh, way better than a 60% Pat Mahomes. Oh, yeah. Would absolutely. you agree? Yeah. Absolutely. And if, if Patrick Mahomes cannot go, I definitely think that this just 
just write the Buffalo Bills name into the Super Bowl category for the AFC because I don't think Kansas City will stand a chance with with whoever is at quarterback besides Pat Mahomes just because I think Pat Mahomes, that offense is tailored around him so much. So We shall see as the week goes along. Uh, there is news within the NFC South. The Saints have hired Terry Fontenot, who was the assistant GM in New Orleans, uh, to be their new GM under uh, Rich McKay who is the president of the Falcons. Uh, he's been doing that GM job, but now they hired Terry Fontenot, who's a great story. You know, comes up as a marketing intern and 16 years later is now a GM for the Atlanta Falcons. It's a cool story. Uh, their first African-American GM, by the way. Um, Arthur Smith, they've hired as their coach, the Titans offensive coordinator. So it's always weird when you hire a coach and then hire a GM. So they're going to have to get on the same page. Um, I... I Interesting the way the Falcons went. Um, you know, Arthur Smith, I know, is very highly coveted by a lot of different teams. Uh, and a good OC, no doubt about it. But, you know, he turned Ryan Tannehill around. Very impressive. Um, but certainly has no head coaching chops. And Terry Fontenot's never been a GM before. So they're starting fresh. And I, I wonder if the Falcons are going to, you know, rebuild. Um, Julio Jones, one of the greatest to ever do it. He's just damaged goods right now. Um, you just don't know what he's going to be moving forward. Matt Ryan, you know, obviously aging. Do they blow it up and start over in Atlanta? Um, or do they try to get a couple more years out of Matt Ryan and Julio Jones? I think it's a it's a tough call. You know, the, the Steelers have to make that call. There's a lot of teams that have to make the call whether they're going to stay with, you know, a veteran guy or, you know, try to move on. Um, I, and that's going to be tough for the Falcons because they do have a good nucleus. They could pop back real quick. With Matt Ryan, you know, because we're still seeing experienced older quarterbacks are winning in this league. All right, quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll reset Bucks and Packers and what a historic matchup it is going to be. Stay with us. Okay, hit it. Big eight. WWBA. Ladies and gentlemen, let's rock. This is FanStream Sports with JP. All right, welcome back. We have uh, lots more show to come your way. Uh, Chris Denhart's going to join us from Super Celebrity Shootout, that big party we just talked about. It's going to join us at 415 if you want to be part of that. Leo Haggerty at 430 covers the Bucks. Former NFL scout Anthony Beck at 530 will join us. And, of course, your phone calls as well. 727-518-0820 will work. Um, the Bucks just got some more good news here, boys. Um not shocking news, but safety Antoine Winfield Jr. and Tristan Wirfs named to the Pro Football Writers All-Rookie Team. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, well-deserved. Well-deserved. Um, Winfield Jr., 16 regular season starts, 91 tackles, one for loss, six passes defense, four quarterback hits, three sacks, two forced fumbles, one fumble recovery, and one interception. That's pretty damn good. That's pretty damn good. Um, and, and a lot of that around what? Turnovers. Turnovers and pressure. That's what makes him so good. And that's what makes defenses so damn good. Winfield joined Jamal Adams as the only defensive backs with 75 or more tackles and three-plus sacks this season. That's pretty good company, I'd say. Jamal Adams, perennial Pro Bowl safety. Uh, first, first two career playoff games, Winfield has tallied 12 tackles, two for loss, a forced fumble. <laughs> Not bad for a freaking rookie, man. 
Woo. Uh, Werfs played uh, every offensive snap. That's big right there, first and foremost. First overall, our, our first-round draft pick. So. Yeah. Um, part of an offensive line that allowed a sack on 3.51% of all pass attempts, which was second in the NFL and second lowest in team history. Be, Matt, do you think pe- most people would say that about the Bucks' offensive line, that they were the second best in sacks allowed this year? I think people would be surprised by that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we 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 consistently said at the beginning of the year and, and throughout the year, hey, not perfect, but this offensive line's been pretty damn good, especially for what they've asked them to do. I wouldn't um, be surprised. It's been so good. I wouldn't be surprised if Donovan Smith gets an extension. Oh, now hold on, yeah. hold. Now I don't say that happy. You know why? This is why. Tristan Wirfs allowed one sack in more than one thousand snaps played this season. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, I didn't say I didn't say the Donovan Smith extension was going to happen, but I said I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I think you know when you look at the cap situation for the Bucks. Um, think next year and see. Actually, check this out, Tony. See if his money is guaranteed. I don't think it is, Donovan Smith. And so I think it's a team option at like seventeen million. And if you can move Worfs to left tackle and draft the right tackle, you're going to save a crap ton of money. That you can put other places, depending on you know what you do at quarterback. I mean, obviously Brady's um, guaranteed twenty five million for next year, plus his incentives, which he's obviously hit this year and he's going to hit again next year probably. Um, so I, you know, we're, we're talking about stuff we don't need to talk about right now. But yeah, I, I would say this: Donovan Smith has definitely markedly improved this year, no question about it. But it's seventeen to eighteen million next year. Um, you know, if he if he wants to renegotiate his deal, something a little bit more reasonable. But why would he when he's had probably to be considered a pretty damn good season? You know, Donovan Smith has played well this year, and he played his ass off against Chase Young. Um, you know, he's had a couple of missteps. Obviously, that happens, but he's going up against the best pass rushers in the league. So, I I think I think. You know what? Last year, obviously, that contract and when they signed him, I was like, "Man, this is no, no. way too much money for this cat." Um, but this year, he's lived up to it. I think we, I think we got to say that he's had a hell of a year. I think, I think he has had one hell of a year. I know the beginning of the year we are off to a, a rocky start, mm-hmm. but I think just like the Buccaneers did, they uh, hunkered down and uh, you know, led by Ryan Jensen and Ali Marpet. Those are two names that are like almost household names now in the NFL, which is pretty great. And now Tristan Wirfs, Alex Kappa didn't give up a sack in over a thousand snaps. Mm-hmm. People aren't saying that, so yeah. I think I think they'll keep the band together. But I, I think, think if, if you have the cap room, yeah, you know, I'm not exactly sure where they are. You know, what are going to be the priorities? Um, you know, you want to keep JPP and you want to keep Sue another year if you can. You know, um, so. We'll see how that goes, but that's good news that those two cats are uh, on the. And it's the second year in a row that the Bucks have put two rookies on the All Rookie Team. Uh, last year it was Devin White and Sean Murphy Bunting. So I tell you what, if you're um, if you're drafting and you get two guys on the All Rookie Team every year, you're going to have a really good team for a long time. That that's 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 really good um, return on your draft. All right, who we got up? We got Dev Daddy. Dev Daddy, what's up, brother? You're going to Green Bay. We're going to Green Bay, boys. How did you get tickets? 
got connections, man. Um, I know, I know, uh, I know a Packers player. So they're only letting six thousand fans in. You have to be be a season ticket member or a special guest or whatever. And if you get a ticket, you can't even resell it or transfer it. So like this is truthfully like a once in a lifetime opportunity, especially during COVID. Dude, an NFC Championship game with six thousand available tickets, and you got one of them. You you are connected, bro. Yeah, I feel, are, I feel like I'm. A, I hit the lottery. Yeah, I had a couple of people hit me up. And they're like, "Hey, man, you, you, I know you work for the Bucks. Oh, I don't work for the Bucks, by the way. Um, <laughs> but you got connections, right, man? You can get them. Like, yeah, normally I could. But <laughs> first of all, it's not in Tampa, and second of all, there's six thousand freaking tickets for in a million and a half people who want them. So, so you want you want to hear something crazy? Yeah. What we have to go through? Yeah. We have to get a COVID test when we arrive on Saturday, and we have no option. If we want to go to the game, we have to stay at the team hotel. So we have to pay that rate to stay at the team hotel. And I assume it's the Packers team hotel. Yeah. Is it in nah. Apple- Appleton? We're flying into Appleton. I don't know where the exact hotel is, but oh. So you have to take a a, a test, and what if you're what if you're positive? Oh no, no, no! I'm not. I'm not taking that risk. I already got one today, and I'm negative. So, and you're and you're locking yourself in your bathroom the rest of the Absolutely. week. Absolutely, masking. <laughs> Anytime I step out of the door, I am wearing five masks on my face, and I wear a whole hazmat suit. Oh, they, uh, I, I'm telling you right now, Radio Johnny's so mad at you. He's like he already. He's he's already plotting to get you COVID this week. So, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, stay away from him or anybody who knows him. That's a good idea. So, uh, so what's your what's your overall plan for the game? Um, little, um, little tailgating uh, after you get your uh, uh, your your negative test. So, go out to the to the Packers tailgate. Are they even having tailgating out there? I have no clue. I'm just gonna go with the flow, man. I'm just happy uh, I got a ticket. So, we'll, right. we'll see. We'll see when we get there. But. All right. I want I want to see your uh, live uh, Instagram live and all that stuff. So, take us behind the scenes. You're gonna be our That's actual uh, roving reporter for the day. When are you flying up? Uh, Saturday. Saturday? Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, congratulations, wow. my friend. This will be a, a memory uh, of a lifetime. It, you know, it's going to kind of suck because it's not a full house. But, right. um, you know, I've been – I covered a playoff game up there with Bucks and, and Packers in 97 that uh, – I mean, it was one of the greatest experiences I've ever seen. You know, just the Lambeau field. And we, we tailgated before the game – uh, we did a story. I was working at Channel Eight at the time. We went around and, and interviewed all the fans, and you know we were scarfing bratwurst, and they were offered up food and drinks and everything. It was just a. I can like right now. I can remember the smell of that morning. That cold. You know the smell of the of cold air, like brisk mm-hmm. cold air, and it kind of like burns your lungs a little bit. And then you yep. mix in the charcoal grill. And then, mm. you know, the smell of alcohol in the air and <laughs> bratwurst. It was one of the greatest smells I've ever had, smelled in my life. It was, it was such an awesome atmosphere. That is amazing. No. I cannot wait. It's my first game in Green Bay, and it keeps my streak alive. Or This is the fourth year in a row where I went to an away game once a year um, for the Bucks. So yeah, I've had a, I had a, used to have a group of friends that did that every year. They'd pick a game, um, and that just kind of waned when the Bucks started sucking. So maybe that'll pick back up that 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 uh, tradition because it's kind of cool. Like every every year, this this schedule would come out, and you'd like pick a game. Like everybody's going to go to Vegas this year, um, yep. but uh, yeah, that didn't pan out so well. So 
that was our game too. So, all right, brother. So, uh, what do you think? You think the Bucks can pull this off? I think we can. Yeah, I think we can. I like their uh, chances a lot. I think honestly, this this team got a chip on their shoulder, and just to see the confidence, you know, of, of these players, and I think they they beat up the bully. So once you beat up the bully, like who else is there to be afraid of? Yeah, go out and play football. Yeah. So, um, real quick to Johnny. You can take those uh, divisional T-shirts. Um, you can go ahead and wear them in Cabo while you're watching us play <laughs> on uh, on Sunday. Um, also, just know if you ever want to talk bad about the Bucks again, we are the ones that ended Drew Brees' career. So I just wanted to tell you that live on the air. Didn't end everything, but no matter what we you did, say, you did. didn't end we Brees' did. career. And guess what? His last pass. Oh, it's kicked off, Mike Edwards. It's over. That's the last pass. That's okay. It's about time the Bucks become relevant. You know, you had to go find a quarterback to do it. Well, guess what? We have one. So oh, for what? about two years, and then you guys become irrelevant again. You know what? Sounds like about it's good to me. It's all worth it. It's all worth it. Johnny, look into the stream yard. The last time I checked, Pittsburgh's got six rings, so you got a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> oh no! Uh, you're gonna pick. You're gonna pick two teams to go against me now. That's what you got to do. I'm a, I'm over here rather than one team. Hey, that's You're family team, man. Out. I can pick that team whenever I and want. Two of, them, <laughs> two, of them, two of them are out. So, like, it's not even like you have one that's in and one that's out. They're both out. He's just living in the past. That's Daddy. That's Daddy, funny. he's just living in ancient history, bro. Yeah, I mean, it might as well, might as well be the pyramids. Sorry, talking these about Bucks the, fans that came out of the woodwork that yeah. were nobody. All the ancient away, history, bro. Cussing Brady out. Who played, they come, who played they tight end for, for the Saints? So the they come here, and then all of a sudden who you become Brady lovers. So long ago. Oh, my God. Last, by the way, when's the last time the Saints won a Super Bowl? When the hell was that? Like uh, 2009? 2010. Oh, like that? Wow. That's like, woof. That's like. Still earlier than the Bucks last one won. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, guess what? It won't be this year. <laughs> And it won't be this year for you either. Go Bills. You but you love, don't know that. But you don't I love know those that. Excuses when you lose to the team, and then you're like, well, you guys are going to get clapped next week anyway. Like what, Chick, what Claypool did. Like you sound like Claypool right now. You, got, you must be drinking and that. You sound like a typical Bucks fan who's only relevant for once every 10 years. It's okay. That salty, <sighs> that salty Pittsburgh water is what you're drinking right now. And I don't oh, like my it. God. I'm just letting you guys go. At least we didn't have to buy it. a quarterback. My quarterback in Pittsburgh won two rings. That's okay. Drew Brees won one ring. That's Brees. fine. He's a free agent. Yeah, he came over. All right. So that I right, let you guys. <laughs> that's enough. But that was fun. Stay tuned next year to see who Johnny's team will be. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I've had the same teams the whole time, so team. I don't know where you're getting your info connection. from. You might want to check that back. He saw he saw Patrick Mahomes commercial uh, yesterday, and it, he instantly became a fan. So I think next year will be the team. Oh yeah, totally. Let me tell you all about it. Tell you all about it. He's really Let me tell you all about because, it because he, he just saved you know money on his insurance. I'm gonna tell you all about. He's it. He's gonna get the Pat Mahomes haircut. Yeah, he's got totally. the Pat Mahomes haircut. You go see him tomorrow with the Pat Mahomes haircut. Getting his discount. Yeah, the, the Johnny definitely with the. 100% like my green beans, 100% don't care. <laughs> 100%. All right, all right, that's enough. That's enough. This has gone on long enough. But thank you very much, Dev Daddy. Have a good Love time. Love you, guys. Love you, Johnny. Love. <laughs> Bye, Dev. Bye. See you later. Hey, isn't this what sports is all about? Huh? Isn't it what it's all about? A little just, uh, when you're, hey, listen, Bucks fan, when you're on top, you know, on top. bring the pain. Bring the pain because it won't be long. No. <laughs> it won't be long till you're back on the canvas. 
But while you're on the top rope, bring the pain. I, I told you yesterday, JP, I just don't like. The, I just like when people try to disrespect Breeze. I know. Because he is a damn little quarterback. He just doesn't have the hardware to show for it. He's a long-suffering Bucks fans, okay? They just, they got to. I get it. You know, this is their time to shine. It's been a lot. (laughs) We've been locked in the closet a long time, bro. All right? Your guest is on, by the way. Sorry to All right. right. Sorry. Let's bring our good friend Chris Denart uh, from uh, one of the great events that's going to be going on. I cannot wait for this. The uh, Super Celebrity Shootout at Top Golf. Um, You also know him from Dugout Mugs. What's up, Chris? How are you, buddy? What's happening, JP? How you doing, buddy? We are well. Uh, we're very excited about this uh, party you guys are throwing because there ain't many parties going on during Super Bowl week. I think this yeah. is it, bro. You found the right venue that you can outdoor and social distance at Top Golf. So I think you got something going here. Tell us a little bit about yeah, it. Yeah, we call it responsibly responsible. You yes, know? so that's absolutely. It's going to be a hell of a good time. And um, yeah, it, it, we've been waiting a long time to have Tampa be like this epicenter of sports and fun, right? And then it's of course twenty and twenty one. Come on. So we decided to just get after it anyway, and we rented out Top Golf on um, Saturday the sixth before the game, uh, from nine to midnight, and we got a lot of uh, celebrities and some uh, cool, fun athletes, and a lot of people coming out having a good time, having some cocktails, eating some food, and uh, raising money for a good cause. Yeah, tell us uh, tell us about the cause uh, first and foremost before we get into the other fun stuff, and we don't want to lose uh, the main yeah. reason we're going to be out there. No, for sure, man. And that's part of why Dugout Mugs, um, you know, being a, that we're a baseball company, you know, uh, we're involved in a, in a kind of a football event because um, David Ortiz, a, a friend of our company, uh, Big Poppy, Boston Red Sox, he has a great charity. And we work with Poppy a few times on some projects. And he raises money for kids to get um, literally life-saving heart surgery. Without this surgery, they do not make it. And Poppy's been doing an amazing job. Um, behind the scenes and, you know, front and center with this charity. And uh, we decided this year to have him uh, host this event. And then, obviously, being in Tampa, we brought in Chris Godwin uh, from the Bucks. He's co-hosting the event with us and uh, supporting his team, Godwin Foundation, which is um, it's helping pets and, you know, relocating uh, fostered pets yes. and things like that. So, um, yeah, man, uh, both guys are uh, co-hosting the event, and then obviously a lot of their friends, our friends with Dugout Mugs, Epic Events, uh, putting this thing on, our buddy Matt, and uh, yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be a good time for sure. Now, there's a couple ways people could get involved, right? Um, if you got yes. the big money, uh, you can get a big time celebrity, and he's going to play top golf with you, right? Tell us about that yeah. option. So there's a few options. Um, obviously, outside, I think there's a couple sponsor spots left. So, you know, definitely, you know, reach out if that's something you're interested in. But uh, as far as attendees are concerned, you got the general admission tickets, 250 bucks a piece, really reasonable for the type of event that it is. Oh, absolutely. And, and it all includes uh, food and drinks, and there's uh, auctions, and there's, I think we got Flo Rida coming in at the end of the night to do a concert, a nice little private concert for us. So that's, nice. that's obviously the easiest way to get in. Now, as far as golf goes, um, the base holds six people with, uh, obviously the, you know, we're being really cautious with the regulations and, um, you know, COVID and all that going on. So yeah. uh, the base will hold six people and it's either six people golfing, it just you and five friends, for example, and that's 5k. Mm-hmm. Now, along with that comes five additional general tickets. So you could have a group of 10 people come in for 5k, nice. half can golf. Uh, the ones that are interested half don't have to um, just float around and have a good time. 
Uh, and all the golf is going to include, um, you know, prizes for first place. We're going to have, obviously, you know, top golf works. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be playing for prizes and things like that. And then if you want to have a celebrity, a Johnny Damon or David Wells, Warren Sapp, Mike Allstott, Barry Larkin, Severino, like whoever, in your bay, those are 10K. Uh, it's the same amount of tickets uh, minus one of the golfers because obviously you got a you got yeah, one of the uh, right. celebrity influencer athletes in there with you. So um, again, just really uh, you know to each his own, whatever whatever you want to do. But it's it's all going to be worth doing. I promise you that. All right, and the uh, the website the folks get to go to to get the tickets is uh, supercelebrityshootout.com. Okay. Uh, you'll see the different options on there regarding the obviously the sponsorships and the tickets and everything else. But uh, if there's um, you know if there's any questions, they can even they can even go to uh, social media. I think Poppy's posting about it today. Oh, nice. uh, we have a team we have a team managing all of the comments and responses there. So uh, and plus dugout mugs. I mean, obviously you know you can find us pretty easily. Um, we're going to be talking about it a little bit as well because we're deeply integrated. Uh, dugout mugs is deeply integrated with this event from the. VIP gifts to the you know kind of partnering on the back end of it and everything. So we're all here, we're all here to help make this an amazing time and you know fill it up. The general admission ticket you get a little swag bag too, right? I think so. I, yeah, I think we're we're putting the swag bags together, um, and then obviously all the golfers are going to get uh, a, a better uh, swag bag. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean the ones that include the dugout mugs right. and the, the personalized stuff. and yeah. uh, But there's a lot of photo opportunities. The GA tickets, honestly, are going to be great. Yeah. Anybody that's not really interested in golfing, they just want to float around, um, I'd say we probably got 20 or 30 guys that are verbally confirmed that don't want to be golfing. They just want to come to the party and float around. Yeah. Uh, baseball, football, basketball, uh, artists, Everybody. So it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a real good time. I have a feeling um, that there's going to be a lot of those type people that are, you know, those celebrities that are going to filter in because, like I said, there's not a whole lot of events going on uh, as normal. There's normally this huge competition for events and people are going to get to town and they're going to be, what's going on? They're going to go, hey, this is this is the thing that's happening on Saturday night before the Super Bowl. It's the place to be. So that's why it's going to sell out. I mean, how many tickets total are you selling? Because you got to minimize that for. For COVID, I think, I know, yeah. I think 600 or 700. I, yeah. I don't have the final number, yeah, and we're about halfway quick. there. We brought in, so obviously Dugout Mugs involved, but Game Day Vodka, uh, Tervis, Seminole Hard Rock, and Casino came in as a as a key sponsor. Oh, nice. So, so I mean, I'd say half the bays are already gone. Um, there's only a few hundred spots left uh, be, because obviously we have to be um, considerate of the uh, occupancy. Yeah, I know. So we, we'd love to pack it with a couple thousand people, but that's not going to happen these days. So not this year. No. So, but hey, this is going to make it better for the party goers. It won't be as crowded. Um, yeah. I mean, if you've not been to Top Golf, I mean, putting six, seven hundred people in that huge facility is nothing, really. I mean, it's going to be very safe, very spread out. I mean, any and they have like a. Twelve hundred people, I think they're in there on a daily basis, maybe more. So it's right. uh, it's a huge facility, and there's going to be you know great food, drinks all around, and the GA ticket is unlimited. So you got all that. You're going to get the swag bag, and it's going to be the place to be. I know it's going to be fun. So go to us yeah. supercelebrityshootout.com and get your tickets right now. It's going to be fun, and we're yeah, looking man. forward to being a part of it too. Uh, we might even do a little broadcast from there if you don't mind. I don't know. We will have to kick that around a little bit, but uh, yeah, if it works out, because you're gonna have. I know you're gonna have a lot of big stars that we'd love to just you know sit down and chat a little bit. We could do a little live video, so 
Well, worst case scenario, we'll be live streaming on Instagram, just walking around, talking to people. So that'll be fun. Can't wait. Yep, absolutely. All right, partner. Listen, uh, we really appreciate you making us a part of that as well. Um, so is Flo Rida, is, is that done? Because that's a big thing for me. I want. I, I saw Flo Rida a couple of years ago, the national championship game. He did a show in Curtis Dixon yeah, Park. He, he, he was free- energy, bro. Oh, my he God. It was so energy. much fun. Yeah, yeah. So that's what that's what it is right now. Obviously, there's a lot of things that depend on uh, COVID travel, yeah, travel yeah. restrictions. Gotcha. There's a lot of stuff happening tomorrow, you know. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens with, with some of these new changes. And then also, um, some of the attendees depend on who wins or loses this yes. coming weekend as well. Yes. Um, with the games coming up, obviously, Tampa, <laughs> if, if, uh, if Aaron Rodgers is on his game, that's going to be a tough, you know, that's going to be a tough task. You know, I'm pulling for the Bucks, obviously, yeah. but but if they don't make it, well, now we got you know a, a bunch of other guys. Uh, hopefully, Brady, but I know Gronk and uh, Mike Evans and. and well, my guess is if Chris Brady. Godwin asked them to do something, I mean, we can't promise anything. Obviously, folks, you know this right. is scheduled to appear. COVID, you never yep. know what's going to happen. Yep. But, uh, but it's looking I, good. Yeah, if Chris Godwin held the guest list, yeah, yeah. JP, and it's going to you know it's going to show out, and people are going to have a ton of fun, and, and just the networking aspect of it. Yeah. And again, at the end of the night, you should see some of the amazing items that are getting donated for this auction we're doing too. So at the end of it, we're going to raise uh, a few hundred thousand dollars, I think, for for Big Poppy and and Chris and, the, and their charities. Yeah, this um the heart surgery thing, by the way, um, this is if you don't know about this, and I, I got to put out a link. Um, for this charity, the work that they do and that so many of these doctors like donate their time and they literally fly all over the world and do these surgeries. And I mean, it's just saving lives. I mean, these people are going to die. I mean, they're going to die. And without these surgeries and they, these doctors come in, they do it. It's, it's amazing. It's one of the, the best around. So you want to talk about giving to a charity that literally saves lives. This is it. And yeah. it's a cool deal. So, yep. And right. I've seen, I've seen Dave. I mean, he's, he was a hell of a player. We all know that. Uh, oh, obviously, yeah. I think he's coming up on his, on a uh, possible Hall of Fame year. Oh, hell but yeah. What, what he's doing, I mean, what he's doing off, off the field, too. And I was at the event, um, oh gosh, 14, 15 months ago down in Miami. We uh, participated down there at his golf event. And the passion that, goes behind what he's doing with yeah. all these people and David in particular it's uh it's it's genuine yeah and when when he asks somebody to come yeah, and support it they rarely say no so it's going to be a hell right. of a guest list it's going to be fun all right yep. it, uh uh and we're glad to be a part of it uh super celebrity shootout.com get your tickets now it's going to be awesome all right, guys. thanks buddy appreciate it oh and by the way Chris has donated a couple of tickets for us to give away so we're going to start um Signing up people next week. We're going to come up with a little bit of contest to give away these tickets. So I'll have my staff all over this in terms of how we should do it. What do you think? Like a, maybe a Super Bowl trivia question every day? Something like that? Maybe we go place a ticket in Tampa and say, go find it. Oh, a little scavenger hunt. Yeah. That's oh, a- I like that. Hey. And with every day, we'll give like a Super Bowl clue. Mm-hmm. And then you got to go find that clue, and then it leads to the next clue, to the next clue, to the. I like it. I like it. I like it because these these will be highly sought after tickets. We might uh we might take you through a stroll of 2020 with our clues. Hmm. Hmm. Take you down memory lane real fast. Stay tuned for that.
because uh, that's going to be fun. All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll get uh, back to a little X's and O's. Leo Haggerty's going to join us, covers the Bucks, former NFL scout, editor-in-chief of its sport magazine. Uh, he tells me he's got a Bobby the Chief Taylor story as well. So that's always fun. Stay with us. The Big 8. 820 WWBA. The Big 8. Pure, pure sports. JP is back on. Welcome back. Fan stream sports. All right, welcome back. Time to talk some Bucks and Packers. Boy, it kind of reminds us of the old uh, the NFC Norris division back in the day. Leo Haggerty, our next guest, certainly uh, remembers those halcyon days of the Buccaneers of the Norris division when the Bucks really sucked out loud. That was not a good, not a good time, right, Leo? The black and blue division, and we were basically the black and blue part of it, mm-hmm. getting beat up every yeah. week. Yeah, that was that was bad. Uh, when did when did they realign? When did we go to the NFC South? What was that? Two thousand was that two thousand two? Yeah, yeah, it was the year we won the uh, Super Bowl. That was that the first year of the NFC South. I think it was the second. Producer I, Tony's I, I, telling me, I, yeah, but I may be wrong. Yeah, you know, just that, but yeah, they, when they got out of that and went to the uh, NFC South, uh, and boy, you talk about an interesting division, JP. I think the first 10, 12 years. The, the last place team won it the next year. Yeah, I mean it was, it was just crazy as, yeah. as to how the NFC South went. But so I won't in the Saints' domain until uh, Sunday, huh? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't want to say that the Pack like it was a great rivalry with the Packers because they were kicking our ass, but. Um, you know, it was you know we were divisional opponents, and you know, and every year we'd have to put up with sixty thousand Packer fans coming down into the old sombrero to 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 rub it in too, right? Remember that sixty thousand Packer fans, sixty thousand Bears, Bears fans, fans. sixty thousand Viking fans. <laughs> the only ones that didn't show up was Detroit. They only bought thirty. <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, I tell you what, it was good football watching the other teams. Though they were really, I mean, it wasn't like the NFC least. Uh, these guys could play. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, all right, so what what do you think of this particular matchup? How much different is it going to be from what we saw uh, earlier in the season when the Bucks whooped that ass thirty eight to ten? I think you know both teams are a little different. I would argue that the Bucks are a, a lot better now than they than they actually were then, especially offensively. What do you think? Oh, you know, JP. One thing everybody's missing is the most rested team are the Buccaneers. They had their bye week week thirteen. New Orleans was playing their ninth game in a row. That's a tough, tough road to hoe. And I I had talked to Dabo Swinney after the year they won it as opposed to the year they lost it. And I said, what was the difference? He said, the bye week. We had our bye week week four. We crawled into the national championship game. The year they won it, they said, we had our bye week week eight. We were fresh. The Bucks are a fresh team. And, JP, I think you hit the nail on the head earlier in your show. Todd Bowles may have been playing a little possum. You think? Because, uh, well, here's why. They know Drew Brees is going to get the ball out early. They press covered everybody and played single high with Winfield, basically. And they didn't, they completely ignored double moves because they knew Brees didn't have the time to do that. So they jumped. If you watch, I think this may have been the game where the Bucks defense the most passes of any game. Because they jumped the initial move. When guys ran a slant, they ran. They, they jumped it. 
when they were not worried about a slant and go, a stop and go, anything like that, the sluggo route. They jumped the initial route, and it made it difficult for Drew Brees to throw the football. I, I, I think you're right. There's, there, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I don't think any anybody ever plays possum in a in a regular season game, but it, 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 you never know. I mean, I, Belichick has been known to do that. Some other coaches have been known to do that. I mean, because there was a, you know at, at that time of the year there was no. Absolutely no. I mean, the Bucks were still fighting to, to win the the NFC South, so I don't think they would ever tank a game. But um, you know, maybe it was just Bowles was just still too concerned about Breeze being able to go over the top, and then they finally realized he can't do it. He just can't do it. Well, it's not. He just doesn't have the time, and he doesn't have the speed. Yeah. That, that the Buccaneers. I tell you what, JP. Think about this. The Bucks scored the last seventeen points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they went from 2013 to 30-20. That defense shut down New Orleans. Fumble, and again, the roles, the rookie, everybody talks about Brady. Great. I yep. understand that. Tristan works every snap at right tackle. Yep. Antoine Winfield causes the fumble. And the catch Johnson made yesterday may have been one of the top ten catches ever in the play. Oh, that was unbelievable. Oh, hey, hey Leo, Lord. Leo, by the way, you're coming in and out on your phone, so if you talk, how, talk how, directly into it, it sounds a lot better. I'm trying to. How's that, a little better? Yeah, that's better right there. Whatever you're doing, keep it right there. Yeah, okay. and, and we were just talking about the um, – uh, the the contributions from these rookies. I mean, you got two guys that are on the all rookie team again this year. That's twice uh, in two years they've had two guys. That's pretty good drafting. Uh, but think about it. Tyler Johnson is now you know he's become a factor. Uh, there was you know Vaughn had a couple of good games in there when we needed him to. I mean, Worfs and Winfield have been phenomenal. I mean, this has been uh, if Jason Light is an executive of the year, and I'm not sure he deserves all the credit, but he deserves a lot of it. Um, this whole staff, the you know Shelton Quarles, Arians, everybody that's been involved in person, per, player personnel, deserves a, a freaking tip of the cap and a raise because th- this roster is as good as I've seen since the Super Bowl for the Bucks. Oh, absolutely! And let's go back two years ago. Devin White is the steal of the draft. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and you look, and JP, you were all over it last week saying. This is the guy that's going to be the difference maker. And, boy, he was. Picks up a fumble. The interception he made was, was borderline phenomenal. Yeah. Because, uh, and, again, it, it looked like the Saints were confused. And that's why I say Todd Bowles may not have shown this type of defense earlier. And, you know what, it's funny, JP, you were talking about uh, the Jameis Winston touchdown pass. Sean Payton got on his interview and he said, you know, the first thing we do every week is we cut out every scoring play in the NFL Mm -hmm. from one yard out. I guarantee you he saw something on that scoring reel that said, hey, let's put this in for this week. Well, the Bears did it to them. And they, oh, they dropped it. Exactly. <laughs> that was the pass they dropped. When Trubisky went out there to, to, uh, to, it was the same exact play, and they put it in. And the Bucks, you know, unfortunately, well, like when Jameis goes out of wideout, I mean, that should have somebody should have said something like, "Okay, uh, just something's something's up right here. He's he's probably going to throw the football, but we didn't. But whatever. Yeah, and you know what, JP? It, let's give credit to the Saints. That was a beautifully designed play. Absolutely. And, you know. He he blocked for at least three counts and mm-hmm. then just went into the middle. Yeah. I think that's the first time in like 15 years anybody has been 
10 yards or more open <laughs> behind yeah. the secondary in playoff history. And uh, I, I think when that ball went up and everybody looked, I bet there was two words from every buck in your <laughs> defender, and it wasn't Merry Christmas or Happy Birthday, right? Started with holy and ended with it. Um, you and, got it. Uh, uh, you know, um, that, but the defense, the energy that they played with and the aggressiveness – the physicality, it was just at another level. It was just that, and it started from the first play, the first running play. Devin White came in and just smashed Alvin Kamara. And, you know, there were two defensive tackles on the play as well. And it was just, I'm like, dang, this is, this is different. And it, it continued for 60 minutes. That defense was physical and nasty and aggressive. The last time I saw them play that play like that against Green Bay. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? JP, I got to give credit to one media member who asked Mike Evans, does everybody in your locker room think you can beat the Saints? I'm going, man, that's bulletin board material by our own media. Right. <laughs> Put it up there. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we think we can beat the Saints. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, I'll tell you what, JP, if we're in a normal year and that's stadium the dome, oh yeah, packed full of Saints fans. <laughs> we, I think it may be a different outcome. No, there's no question. I mean, I'm, let's just be honest. That that would have been Katrina level fanaticism, and and I like I said that night. Um, no, ain't nobody beating this, the Saints this night. Nobody beating them Saints that night. It, it was a suffocating atmosphere, and it would have been the same, you know, with Brady and Breeze. Probably, you know, Breeze last run. Um, you know, co- all, everything that went into it, yeah, those fans would have been bizarre. So, look, as much as we hate COVID and and everything it's it's done to our world, um, if you're a Tampa Bay sports fan, it's worked out pretty well for you. And I know that's yeah, I, I, I know that's just minuscule compared to what's going on, but we got to look at the bright side a little bit, right? And absolutely. Uh, and you know what, JP? It's interesting. I, I'll let you answer this question. I asked Sean Payton. What position is the happiest that there's no fans there? What do you think he said? Uh, tackles. Probably. Absolutely. Yeah. Both yeah. offensive tackles. He said they get the most skittish when it comes into an away game because when you can't hear the signals and you got to go on movement of the defensive player, you're at a disadvantage right away. So, right. yes, that's huge. All right. So, when you look at this game, the Packers versus the Bucks. Leo Haggerty, former NFL scout, the editor-in-chief at Sports Magazine, covers the Bucks. What are the matchups that scare you for the Bucs? Um, you know, is it Devontae Adams on Carlton Davis? We, we figure that's kind of going to happen. What scares you? Number 12, plain and simple. <laughs> yeah. Number 12. And you know what, JP? You said he's a front runner, and I may agree with you. He may be the best front runner. Yeah, you cannot let Aaron Rodgers get out to a lead because now he'll find a way to beat you. I think when you look at the end of the game, see who the cleanest quarterback is in terms of jersey. Yeah, if they're putting Aaron Rodgers, down, and I'll tell you what, if Vita Vea plays, look out because now you're coming with all the weapons on defense. You've got Sue, you've got Vita Vea. Now you've got a double team, two guys. What that does is it takes a pass receiver out of the equation. They're going to have to keep in six to block four because if they don't, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to have time. So, again, I think the offensive line of the Packers against the Bucks' defensive line, especially if Vita Vea plays, and on 
defense, I want to see what the Packers do to Mike Evans. You know, the, I, I almost think they used Evans as a decoy mm-hmm. down in the New Orleans because they had him bracketed pretty yeah. much all day. Now, you can't bracket a guy when the ball's on a three-yard line. That way, he just went in and played basketball, box out. He to, but if they try to play him even up, look for Mike Evans to have a big day. And uh, I, I tell you what, JP, what still scares me about that Bucks offense, first two series, they got nothing. Yeah, and, and, that, and they, that you, you can't let that happen uh, Sunday. And what did they do those first two series? They got in third and short and threw the ball deep. The same yep. crap they were doing. <laughs> the same crap they were doing during that losing streak. You're like, what? Everybody I was watching the game were like, what are you doing? Stop throwing the ball deep. It's third and one for God's sakes. You know, you and know they what? did it twice and it, went three and, it, and out. Absolutely. And JP, how about Arians going for it on fourth down for his own thirty-five in the first quarter? It's a great you know call, what? and he had to do it. I, I, he had to do it, and my first guess was go for it and get let Tommy sneak it. Yeah, and it's funny because he said we had two plays called, one play and then the sneak, and Brady just found the sneak. But the amazing thing is normally that would have been the number one gutsy call of the weekend. Yeah. How about what Andy Reid did in Kansas City, fourth in a yard, and he needs to get that yard. He goes for it with a backup quarterback, runs a rollout and a pass. Yeah, that, but that, – uh, all right, I'll throw this. I'll throw this at you. That the way you just described that was risky. Okay, now let me throw this at you. If I got Ty Hill one on one with uh, MJ Stewart <laughs> Jr., who we know all about, cannot play man to man defense. I'm going for it, and that's exactly what happened, right? Yeah, it, yeah. It, you know what? You got to play the guy seven yards off, or right. you better have some help over the top. And we saw what happened with the Bucks. That help over the top sometimes didn't get there. So, uh, yeah. JC, I'm going to ask you a question real quick. Sure. Who, who do you want to play, Buffalo, or do you want to play Kansas City with Mahomes? I think I'd rather yeah. play Kansas City at this point with with a broken toe, Pat Mahomes, who's just has not been the Pat Mahomes we we've known and loved. Um, yeah, Buffalo's I mean, hot. Said- They're rolling. <laughs> You know, if they were to beat the Chiefs, they'd come in here or the freaking steamroll Bills Mafia. Nah, yeah, I'll take a, a 75% Pat Mahomes. You know, he might get better in the two weeks with the toe injury, but those things tend to linger. Um, yeah, just I think I think Buffalo beats them, to be honest with you. I think Buffalo wins, and I think the Bucks win. I think we have a Bills-Bucks Super Bowl. Boy, and isn't that amazing? The, Buc- the Bills coming back to the Scott Norwood kick spot. Oh, oh. yes. Oh man! D- different stadium, but okay. Yeah. yeah, back back to the scene of the crime. Yeah, JP, one more question from Maya, and I know it's your show. But well, I wait, wait before, you before before you move on, let's just let's Sorry. just marinate on that moment for a second. Bucks Bills Super Bowl comes down to a forty-eight yard field goal to the south end. The Bills line up for it. I don't even know who their kicker is, but. <laughs> He pushes it to the oh. right. Bills, oh. Bills fans in a caravan to the Sunshine Skyway. I mean, right <laughs> off the bridge, right off the bridge. And, they don't and even stop to they get do. out of the car. They just go through the guardrail. Yeah, yeah and, and, and you know what? The worst thing is, everybody said, "Oh, we missed that chip shot." That was a forty-four yard field yeah. goal, and it missed by a six inches. Oh, yeah. It was not like he sliced it. As uh, Tony Dungy said, "Oh, he missed the kick." Remember when? Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, that was crazy. But, you know, when, when you look at what's going on right now, should 
Tampa Bay get another Super Bowl right away because the economic loss to this community, to these people, is going to be enormous. Uh, I mean, we, we got this Super Bowl because L.A. wasn't ready, so we kind of got it on a technicality. So it's kind of like, you know, you get what you pay for. It's kind of like it sucks, though, man. I, I There's so many businesses here. I've been talking to a bunch of um of the bars and restaurants in South Tampa, and so many of them had big time parties booked. And I'm talking these are these are six figure deals, you know. These are six figure deals that these these restaurants were counting on, and they just evaporate overnight. They get a call and they're like, "Hey, we're not doing it. Sponsor doesn't want to do it. We're out." I mean, you know, it's just what do you do, you know? Okay, JP, I'm going to give you a worse scenario. My cousin, who's a single mom, had two million dollars worth of events lined up at a 10% commission, do the math on that. That's a lot of money that they lost. And again, it evaporated overnight. I know. It's gone. I know. Because a, a lot of this was on, like, even as of, of a couple of weeks ago, these parties were on. And something has happened in the last couple of weeks, and I don't know what back-channel things are happening, but when, when Pepsi and Coca-Cola don't even buy Super Bowl commercials – uh, when Maxim doesn't even have a party for Super Bowl, when when ESPN doesn't is bringing hardly anybody for Super Bowl, CBS, I mean everybody, it's like you know a freak going to be a, not a ghost town, but it's going to be, I mean it ain't going to be Super Bowl. It's um, which is you know it's that's because we you know don't forget the city put a lot of money into this as well. We, oh yeah. yeah, there's a big investment, and you're supposed, and you're thinking you're going to get hundreds of millions of dollars in return, and it's not going to happen, and your expenditures are going to be pretty much what they are. You know what, JP? I think the concern right now is going to come up tomorrow as to what the new president does. They are scared to death. He may put a travel ban in, just to say, hey, you can't mow out of state for three weeks to a month. Oh, you got to wear on. a mask every day, uh, oh, JP. Come on. JP, you're going to see that mask mandate come in. Oh, I know the mask mandate's coming, yeah. but I mean we've had that in Hillsborough and Pinellas anyway, so that's not that and big a deal. He, but and here's the thing, travel if, travel restrictions state to state. If that, I mean, come on, Jiminy Christmas, come I, on. I'm, I'm I'm hoping it's not, but I'll tell you what, I'm just I, I'm concerned because if you look at New York, New Jersey, and Washington that are completely shut down, and you look at Florida that's open, it's the same kind of cases. Yeah. It's not Our like numbers it's are doing any good. No. They don't, the lockdowns don't work. They don't work, and it's that's empirical data evidence now. We've had too much time to look at it. We can compare and contrast all over the world, and the data is un... You just you can't refute it. it you cannot refute it. it. There's no discernible. In fact, the different the places that are open have less numbers. And to me, that's that's absolute absolutely uh, common sense because where does it spread indoors? And when you're indoors for a prolonged period of time, where do the, and you're locking people down indoors for a prolonged? It's like you almost want the cases to go up. Absolutely, and you know, what? of course, they wouldn't want J- that. No, J- JP, I gotta, I gotta disagree a little bit with your Tonto partner there who said he's looking at a, an episode of Designated Survivor. I think you're looking at an episode of 24. You don't know what's going to happen yeah. tomorrow. You don't know what's going to come out of this. And, and again... I'll tell you what's not going to happen tomorrow. There's not going to be mass violence in the United States. There's not going to be mass no. right-wing extremist 
coming out of the woodworks uh, causing trouble. That that's that's not going to happen. I can assure you. Well, not assure you, but I. I this is all BS. Just like they said it was going to happen on Sunday, it never happened. Yeah, you know we. It's getting to a point now where you just don't know which media believe. Other than you and me, we're the guys to believe. Exactly. 100%. 100%. All right, Leo. Good stuff, my man. Uh, Thanks for your contribution, as always. We'll chat chat next week. Absolutely. And we'll get my Green Bay guy, Jim Cease, on with you to talk more Packers. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to do that, I think, either tomorrow or Thursday. So... Stay yep, tuned. He's right up. He's right up there in the frozen tundra, so he'll let you know what's happening with the weather too. Beautiful, beautiful. Maybe send me some cheese curds. Uh, all right, partner. Appreciate Take it. Take care, my friend. Yeah. Bye now. Um, yeah, that's uh, that is that is a special special place, Lambeau Field, man. I've I've been there probably six times, maybe half a dozen times, covering games. Um, worked a sideline one game, one very very cold game. It's just uh, it's an atmosphere unlike any other. You you literally roll into Green Bay. The team stays in Appleton, um, and then you roll into Green Bay, which is about forty five minutes away, and you, you're literally like driving through neighborhoods, like little neighborhood, like uh, and, and I'm being blue collar neighborhoods, like fourteen hundred square foot ranch homes all over the place, and then all of a sudden you see the stadium in the background, and uh, there's no real skyline to it whatsoever. And it's just like this big stadium in the middle of a freaking neighborhood and a huge tailgate party breaks out. And there's just smoke everywhere and flags and oh, it's just the greatest mm-hmm. ever. So um, shout out to Leo Haggerty for being wrong. Uh, the Buccaneers alignment <laughs> did happen, nice, in, did nice happen swear, in 02 because that's when the Texans first were uh So the realignment was 02? It was 02, yeah. the same year the uh, uh, divisions realigned, the Buccaneers won the uh, Super Bowl. So yeah. you would the, think someone 50 years in the – you know, easy, easy, bro. Like, who are you? Who the hell are you? I'm he said it was either 2001 cover, or 2002. He was right. He was pretty damn close. I didn't know, and you had to look it up. I didn't look it up. I already knew off the top of my head. All I right. was the one giving you a thumbs up in here. You should have right. went with. You should have went with the young stallion over here. You got one right. Congratulations. Fantastic. Hey, well first done. One of, hey, one more. But I, I would just like as as a tip for for being a, a radio broadcaster, don't rip on your guests because then they they probably won't come on anymore. Like oh, you, Leo, you can politely, you can politely correct them, but like, uh, let me come with the truth now. He, he was wrong. It's like, eh, actually, it was 2002. The way you're like, I was right. And then people love you more. So that's how that works. I'm more of the Skip Bayless type. I'll go for the jugular. <laughs> All right. You know, create create your own brand. I love it. Whatever, whatever you want to do. Good luck with that. Um, no, but that's uh, – it's interesting that that realignment helped the Bucks get to a Super Bowl, um, and we've had how many Super Bowl champions come from the NFC South? The Saints in '09, right? Um, the Falcons we were up twenty eight to three, so that maybe maybe we give them a, a half. Um, so the Bucks in '02, the Saints in '09, that's it, right? Because the Saints have won, the, never the Falcons. Um, yeah, that's it. That'd be it. So this could this could be another. On to Green Bay. On to Green Bay. Um, all right, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, kids, uh, we got Anthony Beck's going to join us at 5.30. We're going to hear from Bruce Arians at the top of the 5. Uh, we told you A.B. is day-to-day, so he's got a good chance of playing. Vita Vea, they're – 
pretty much counting on him playing. That's the word we're hearing. If if practice goes well this week, that big old Samoan's going to be right in the middle of that Bucks defense for probably 25 plays. That's huge. I mean, literally and figuratively, that is going to be huge for the Bucs. Um, we will not see an injury reported until tomorrow for both teams because the teams are off today. Uh, no media availability, no practice. And then um, tomorrow we'll we'll start really zeroing in on what's going on. And we'll have uh, Jim Thies from uh, Packers Media up there will we'll join us. We'll get the inside what's going on there. Um, both teams are relatively healthy and with their key players, so – this should be a, a phenomenal – and 29 degrees in snow, like that's not – and I don't know what the wind is going to be. I'm more concerned about the wind than anything else because that's that's very playable, very, very playable. That's um, – you know, if you're the Bucks, that's about as much – as good as you could hope for in January in Green Bay. Uh, and a good field to play on too. You know, you won't be a lot of slipping. That's very, very well maintained. All right, uh, quick break. We will come back with our five o'clock hour. Anthony Beck's going to join us. Your phone call seven two seven five one eight zero eight twenty. And we'll hear from Bruce Arians next. Stay with us. Make some noise. The Big Eight. Eight twenty WWBA. So people tell me. Time to get back to the show. This has only just begun. More with JP on Fan Stream Sports. All right, welcome back to the 5 o'clock hour of the JP Peterson Show. We thank you so much for listening, however you are listening and joining us on 98.3 in Pinellas County or 96.7 in Tampa, Hillsborough County, uh, 820 all over the Tampa Bay and West Florida area from Brooksville to Naples. We're on 1060, the Big Wixie on the East Coast in Titusville, parts of Orlando as well. You can hear us everywhere on FanStreamSports.com. We're on Twitch TV. We're everywhere. We're on Facebook Live today. Man, we're just, we're, we're everywhere. Not that we should be, but we are. Uh, 727-518-0820 is the number if you would like to jump aboard. The Bucks are in the uh, in the championship game this week against the Packers. News today, as we reset the top of the hour, A.B. got his MRI back. No serious structural damage. Did you guys see when he injured his, his knee in the game? It didn't look like much at all. Like a little, like, stubbed his toe on the turf, and then his, his knee got a little out of whack. Yeah, it's funny how stuff like that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's going to be, you know, I, I, my guess is he plays. But here's the here's the good thing: if he doesn't play, Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller, Cam Brait, Cam Brait. How big was Cam Brait in this game? Hey man, matchup problems. Big, big, big. Yeah, imagine I, if OJ was still here. Oh wow! Put wow. a linebacker on him. We'll see a seam seam just straight down the field, four or five speed. It, it was really instructive to see how Brady after those first two. I, I was I don't know about you guys, but I'm watching the game and those first two deep passes on third and short. I was. like, I was coming out of my chair. Like, what? Are we doing this again? Oh, yeah. Seriously? Three and outs to start the game. Uh, I was like, no. Like, but hey, what are we doing? Like, thankfully, uh, defense decided to, you know, show up. So, play a good scheme. Seriously, if that Bucks defense shows up this week, game over. Game over. Because you know Brady's going to do his thing. Like, they're going to score 28, 30, 35 points every game now. This offense, the way it's clicking. The way they're running the football, the balance, the play action, everything, you know, you saw Brady through this whole year literally 
It was like watching a, a tr- watching a training camp. It just got better and better and better, and it got to a point where they were really, really good when they beat the Packers and they were scoring points. And then they then they bring AB in and they regress. And but it was okay because he's like, we got to get him up to speed. Got to get him up to speed. You know, a dumbasses like me are like, we should never have signed him. This is not working, and it wasn't working out. But Brady knew it wasn't about game thirteen. It wasn't about game twelve. It wasn't about game fourteen. It's about game eighteen. Game 17, 18, and 19, you know, the whatever those numbers are. And th- those are the games that matter, and they had to be at their best in those games. And by that time, A.B. would be at his best. You know, and maybe we saw the same thing from Todd Bowles, just working that defense until he knows exactly what they're really, really good at now, and that's what we saw last week. And they had their inspirational leader, Devin White, back. It's all clicking. I mean, it's all coming together at the right time for the for this Bucks team. And think about this. So many storylines in this. If the Bucs are to get to the Super Bowl, right, you bring in a Tom Brady, you bring in a Gronk, um, you know, this moribund franchise that hasn't done squat since 2002. These two guys re-energize a roster that's already good. You Then you got to go on the road throughout the entire play. First of all, you got to get through COVID, which you do. Um, then you get through a road game at Washington when you lose your your inspirational leader of your defense in Devin White and you you persevere and come back and do that. Then you got to go to New Orleans and play Drew Brees and in that emotional game and what you know obviously the maybe the best roster in the game in that Saints roster on the road you you win there against Drew Brees. Now you got to go to Green Bay and beat Aaron Rodgers in the frozen tundra. I mean, you want to talk about storybook for for Tom Brady, and let's look at that part of the story. Brady decides to leave New England from where? Tampa Bay. Everybody's like, what, Tampa Bay? What the hell are you doing? And we're all sitting back here, remember? And we're in January going, he's coming to Tampa Bay. He's coming here. This is the best spot for him, no doubt. People are like, what are you, out of your mind? I'm like, look at the team. Look at the team. They are ready to win. They have The only thing they're missing is a quarterback that throws less than 30 interceptions. And less, and as a team, they don't have forty-one freaking turnovers. Yeah, what surprised me with signing Tom was definitely he was waiting for our phone call. So, to, but to me, not, it was. Yeah. But I looked at the teams, I looked at all the the, the likely teams, and what did, what did we come down to? We said the Chargers and the Bucks; those are the two best fits. With the Colts, I thought was was the third, and. I did. It's, the Colts didn't seem like a good enough fit because they didn't have enough weapons. You know, a good defense, but didn't have enough weapons on the outside. You know, I didn't think he was leaving, to be honest. I thought it was I, all too good to be true. I knew he was leaving. You know that. I said that from the very, very – I said that in freaking December. He's out of here. He is out of New England. And, um, and then you start looking at where he's going to go. The Chargers, I thought, had a ready roster. You know, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I mean, uh, they just had – Good offensive line. But you know what kept the Chargers from not getting them? Coaching staff. And being too far away from his family. Yeah, I think that was part of it too. And I also think, you know, no no disrespect to Anthony Lynn, but he's not Todd Bowles, Byron Leftwich, and Bruce Arians. And I, and I knew this. And the other part of it that I knew that was going to work was the mesh between Arians and Brady. Um, you know, and it, it was very fortuitous for me, and I thank Ronnie Barber for this, playing, getting to play golf a couple of times with Bruce Arians. I really got the feel for who he is as a human being, and who he is is a Western Pennsylvania blue-collar dude. You know, he's just a dude. He's an honest guy, 
It just he's just a dude. He's a real authentic human being. He's not he's not a Belichick that's just this this robot, non emotional, you know, just joyless human being. He's not you know some young kid that doesn't have the you know doesn't have the uh, the scars that you need to be to be a great coach. I, I firmly believe that. He's just he just seemed like a perfect fit that he was going to be able to mesh with with a Brady in this situation, be able to you know to throttle back his ego and his offense and let Brady do what he's going to do. And that's why when everybody was saying ah oh, you know this is Arians' offense, I'm like no, Arians is smart enough to know when you get Tom Brady, you let him tell you what you want to do and you mesh everything together. And it just took long, a long time, as Bruce told us it would. He said it. He said it. Just four or five hundred reps. We're not having in the off season. It's going to take some time, but here we are. And I think it's exactly the way Tom Brady thought it would be. And the dude knows how to win. I mean, my goodness, how he's elevated this team. It's been a match made in heaven. So Belichick, Brady leaves Belichick. He has to beat Breeze and Rodgers on the way to the Super Bowl where he's going to play at home in the Super Bowl and lift the trophy again. Possibly against Patrick Mahomes or or that Bills Mafia. The Bills Mafia and Josh Allen. What a great story. Who's a team he's seen before. I mean, dude, can we just make the 30 for 30 right now? I mean, come on. So good. So many great storylines. On to Green Bay. And it's a historic, historic game this is going to be. Rodgers versus Aaron, two surefire Hall of Famers. And if Mahomes, if he plays Mahomes, think about that. Three Hall of Famers he's going to have to go through to get number seven. Hey, man. Go, Pretty damn the, good story, my boys. Hey, 43-year-old men rejoice everywhere. That's right. You can still be Tom Brady, too. Damn right. All right, we got a, uh, a phone caller. Do we have a phone caller? Yeah, we got Chris from Clearwater. Chris, how are you, buddy? Good afternoon, JP. I got a hypothetical for you, all right? Well, you're, I just li- I just put out reality for you. That's not that's not hypothetical. I heard that's that. that's I better heard, that's I'm better than about, any hypothetical fiction well, you got. Well, this is you're going to be that. You're going to you're the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're Urban Meyer. Okay? Uh, okay. Would you trade your number 1 draft pick to Houston for Watson straight up? Straight up? Straight up. Hell no. Hell no. Really? No. No, no, Even no though way. Watson's a proven commodity, you know, nobody, you know, he's proved himself in this league. Okay. Oh, look, first of all, I, there, you will find no bigger Deshaun Watson fan than maybe his mother than me. Uh, I thought he should have been the first overall pick of that draft, and I'll. Right. I, he he is to me as good as it gets. I mean, he 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 to me is is Brady esque because of what his leadership skills, um, who he is as a human being. The way he plays, his clutch ability, his his overall ability, there's nothing not to like about Deshaun Watson. He's everything you could ever hope for in a quarterback. Now, that being said, Trevor Lawrence can also be that guy. And here's and here's the thing. You can just look at the trends in in the NFL. When's the last time a quarterback won a Super Bowl and he you know uh, that what with one of these bolt bloated contracts that eats up all the salary cap? It's been a while. You know, so you got you got Trevor Lawrence at a rookie salary. You know, it, it just it makes your team better. I know, but, but you got Deshaun under contract what for five more years or four more years? He signed that long contract at 40, Houston, 40 right? to forty five million a pop, though. 
I know. Yeah, but they're they're way underneath the. I know they're way underneath the cut salary cap and everything. Yeah, okay, but how not about, for long. How about if I give you a number one? In an, uh, how, how about if Houston throws it throws in their one? Would you make the trade then? Hmm. Maybe. 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 See? That's a maybe. Now you're sweetening the pot. But that's see, that's what it's about, though. It's about team. You know, okay. if I can come out of this, you know, if I can come out of this with Deshaun Watson and you know, um, a, a, well. A pass, a, a, an elite pass rusher, elite left tackle. Um, yeah, maybe. If that's why but, you got to look at I the mean, entire he a, package. He, he would be. I, we know Trevor Lawrence is, you know, Clemson, but he's also Clemson. So that's just a stone's throw from Jacksonville. So you, you got that built-in. People are going to come down and watch him play too. Uh, you think Urban Meyer will will be successful in the, in the NFL? What's your own opinion? <sighs> um, I don't think so. I don't think yeah. so. I, I just. Deli- he has to delegate too much, wasn't he? He has to give up some power, right? He's got to delegate. He's a he's a notorious micromanager, right? And I just don't think his leadership style, his management style, which is very dictatorial, work is going to work well, in the NFL. Did you see who he named, named his offensive coordinator? I got to laugh. Okay, you see who it is, right? Who who did he pick up? He picked our old cowboy. He's got Scott Linehan. He's going to be oh. his offensive coordinator. Okay. Yeah, I know. Eh. And Scott. Scott had all kinds of issues with Dak when he was there and everything. Yeah. He was too conservative. Yeah, you know? that's not good. That's I know. not good. But let me ask you this. Trevor Lawrence, do you start him right away or not? Oh, my God, yes. That dude, that dude could have, he could have started for an NFL team last year. Come on. Okay. He's, I mean, he's got size, speed, poise. Uh, thro- I mean, he's got it all. The dude has got it all. He's, he's going to be... He's going to be a better Justin Herbert in his rookie season if oh, if they get so. him a little. Uh, he's going to need. Uh, I know they got a, they, they got DJ yeah, Shark. Yeah, they got they got to beef up that offensive line and give him a couple more weapons. I think. Okay, uh, now Urban Meyer. You know the rumors that because of the Ohio State connection, although he didn't was there when he was transferred. Feels possibility or not ever or not? No, that ain't happening. No, you don't think o- so? over Trevor Lawrence? No, you'd yeah, be a moron. The only way you take Justin Fields is if you work out a trade and you get like two first round picks in addition. Like you, you trade the Trevor Lawrence pick and you get two more first rounds or three first round picks or two two ones and a two, and you can sur- surround him with a lot of uh, other great talent. Right. One of the teams has four ones. Does the Jets have four ones this year? Is it the Jets? Uh, it's, it's somebody. Uh, no, it's the Dolphins that have two ones. I think this year, and then two ones next year. I thought somebody has four they have ones. two. I think the Dolphins have two ones, two twos this year, and then yeah. two ones next year. Yeah, I, I heard think. that uh, two has not been. Uh, not Dolphins, I don't think it's courtesy of the dumbass Houston Texans. By the way, I don't think the Dolphins have two anymore. The Jets and the all right, Jimmy, have a good one, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Thank yeah, you. I'm. See, here's the thing. We're not talking draft. Not yet. In January, we're in the we're in the freaking yeah. NFC Championship the game. Draft ain't ready yet. Yeah, we so don't come at me with that. We got all freaking summer for that. We're still in the game, so let's talk so, Bucks you know, Packers. You know his cowgirls are sitting at home. Yeah, he's already onto the draft. But you, you know. must have heard my snarky comment earlier. You know Brady only in the NFC one year and he gets to the title game. How about that? Cowgirls have been there, have gotten there in twenty seven. Like, maybe more impressive. Nine Super Bowls is pretty damn impressive. But 14 championship games? Yeah, but you also understand, JP, he spent most of his career with a first-round bye, only having to play one game to get to that next series. So, I mean, well, to have that kind of record in a divisional round. But you earned it. But is, they earned that every no, year, bro. No, I agree. But And this whole idea of the AFC, to- that the AFC, look, 
the AFC South has sucked so bad. Um, and, and I will say this: they haven't been able to draft a quarterback in that in that freaking division forever. But part of the reason that all those teams suck is because the Patriots have been Brady's been beating the hell out of them for so long. They keep trying to measure themselves against the Patriots, and they you know, and the Patriots keep beating their ass. I think there's a little bit to it, but the bottom line is that's only six games a year. Then I guess somebody then was, you've got to go out and win all those other games as well. And his his record against everybody else is as good as it is against the AFC South. So I mean, it's it's or East. I'm sorry. It's just he's it's Brady, folks. Look, he comes to the Buccaneers. It's Brady, and not that the Bucks were horrible last year. They weren't. They had a great roster that with a quarterback that just turned it over too many times. And Brady was smart enough. Some and other people were as well to look through the record to the actual roster and say that's the roster that is ready to win. And the thing that they're missing is me. They should have just signed Eli. They'd have been fine. <laughs> you know, the last person who said that that in Buccaneers history that I think said that was Simeon Rice when he looked at the '99 NFC title team and was like, "If I was only on that team, we would have won a Super Bowl. They would have beat the Rams." Yeah, because we had what Chidi Ahanatu. And Marcus Jones as our outside guys. Like, no offense to them, but they're not Simeon Rice. No, we needed that elite pass rusher. Yeah. And, 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 Rich, and, and Rich McKay went out and overpaid. Like, that's what he said anyway. He overpaid. He paid Simeon a ton of money. But is he, are you overpaying when you win the Super Bowl? No. no. At what, the compensation for Gruden was ridiculous. Two ones, two twos, $8 million. Ridiculous. Yeah. That's never going to work. Unless you win the Super Bowl that yeah. year, because you're going to pay for it for the next ten years, and the Bucks did. Yeah, we sold our for the title. Yeah, which you would do all the time, hundred percent. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Uh, quick break. We'll come back and uh, we'll get that Bruce Arians in. I want to listen to uh, some more Bruce Arians, where he gives the immortal quote about Bill Belichick that <laughs> that has everybody up in arms. Oh, that was a shot at Belichick. Uh, I don't think it was. I don't think it was. It's honesty. Why has everything got to be a shot? We'll discuss when we come back. Okay, hit it. The Big Eight. Eight twenty WWBA. Fan Street Sports. Tap the app. Fan stream sports. Download it today. Now back to more with JP. And we welcome you back. Anthony back coming up at 530. If you'd like to join the program, 727-518-0820 is El Numbre. Um, in case you didn't know, Jasmine Sullivan, R&B queen, and Eric Church, country boy, are going to sing the national anthem together. There's some unity in the community right there, bringing two different genres together to meld into our national anthem. I love that. Very nice. Nicely done, Jay-Z. He's producing all the entertainment. Of course, we got the weekend going to be uh, – they're still coming. If, if <laughs> There's no way Biden's going to lock down all the states. Like You can't travel state to state. 
You gotta be you gotta be out of your flipping mind. Oh no, everything's no opening way. up. Everything's hey, wait wait till tomorrow, well, yeah, JP. Everything's gonna be fine. That's what I'm saying. Cuomo's like, oh, lockdowns don't work. Uh, I promise I you. Can, I next promise thing you, you know, there'll be a, there'll Gavin be a Newsom's gonna figure it out. There'll be a cure for the coronavirus <laughs> found in hey, April. You know what? I'm all for it. And you know what? No, why? I'm all it's all for because it. of the people and what the people did on election day. I'm I'm all for it. I'm a hundred percent. I'm all on board. Let's get it going. I am on board. Uh, all right, uh, to the phones. Is Max on? Is this my man Max from uh, yeah. from uh, yeah. Sarasota, Oak and Stone that we met that day? Yeah, Bradenton. Bradenton, yes. yes. What's up, yes. Max? How are you, buddy? Not much, man. How you doing? I know I ain't got much time. I just wanted to comment on the. You got all the time and... you need, my friend. You got all <laughs> the damn time you need. Yeah, man. Uh, first of all, I want to say that, you know, I'm happy that we got Tom, man, because he made a lot of changes that Jameis couldn't make. You know, I know a lot of times we like to be hard on Jameis and his turnovers, but I believe the coaching staff could have made things easier for Jameis so he wouldn't have had all those turnovers. I mean, last year we were blaming Jameis, but then this year when we got Tom Brady, it was the coaching staff. I mean, I mean, so that's my thing. I, I You know, I think we could have – the coaching staff could have helped Jameis out because Tom, what Tom Brady did was amazing. Not just from a number standpoint, the impact that he had on the team, yeah. the play, the affecting the play calling in the play scheme, the turn. I mean, the penalties he he had an impact with um, cutting down and bringing in Gronk and yes. AB and you know what I'm saying. And so it's, I, but I think the coaching staff could have helped Jameis a little bit more. And plus with play action. That was one of Jameis Winston's strength, and he didn't have. They didn't run that as much, and he 100%. didn't have the running game. And they asked him to throw it downfield a lot. We so, we talked about that last year, Max, just during yeah. the season. We're like, why? Because like, I believe it was like halfway through the season. I remember doing a show, and we mm-hmm. went and looked up the play action numbers, and Jameis was like number one in the league in play action passing, and we were like twenty eighth in the league in calling play action passes. And I'm like, exactly. and here's the thing. Jameis Winston goes to Arians and, and Leftwich and says, hey, man, we need to do more play action. I'm like, you, you know, we'll call the plays. You execute them. Tom Brady does it, and they go, what'd you say? Okay. Yeah. Is that what, you know what I'm saying? So I, yeah. I, I think you're 100% right. And, and, and is that because the coaching staff is going to listen more to a Tom Brady who has six rings than a guy who's got nothing? Exactly. Yeah. They should listen. They should listen to Tom Brady. Yeah, but James didn't have that clout yet. Exactly, but exactly. Coach, but but coach, your your point is well taken. I mean, it, it, I mean, it does, you don't have to be Tom Brady here. I mean, to look at the numbers and go, "Hey, coach, I'm really good at play action passing, and you're not calling it. How about we call it a little bit more?" Right, one hundred percent. I think you're, you're absolutely. We said it then. I stand by it. It would have helped him. And now I'll say overall, the difference between these two quarterbacks is Jameis routinely put the ball in danger. Six to eight yeah. times a game, he would. He, he did would, have a Superman yeah. hero complex, and that's one of the things that killed him. He was, you know, he he, he believed he could make every play, and he always forced the ball to Mike Evans and and things of that nature. But and that that got him in trouble. I ain't, I'm, you know, when people when we talk about interceptions and Jameis, I always say yes, he he did put he didn't help himself, but the coaches could have helped him a little bit more and made it made things a lot easier for him not to turn have. 30 turnovers. I mean, there's no way in the world you should have 30, 30 turnovers in this, the way that quarterback in this play now in the NFL. There's no way, you know. But And so it looks bad on him. But you know what? I think Jameis will have his moment. He'll have his time. Well, he had his moment yeah. last game. 
Uh, but he'll have his, he'll have another shot. I don't think there's any question he'll get it. And he's just going to have to play with more. You know, he's going to have to play with a better acumen in terms of not putting the ball in danger. He he could learn yeah. a lot from watching Tom Brady play, and that's yeah. In yeah. this in this offense, so well, yeah. I, and I, and I, I hope he does. I hope he gets that opportunity. I'm rooting yeah. for him. I really am. And I, all right. Well, yeah. I don't want to hold you up, man. We'll I, we'll talk about it again some other time. You got it, Max. Gotcha. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you calling, all right. man. Um, all right, we got another caller. Let's get another caller in, and then we'll uh, get get uh, Anthony back on the phone. We'll blow off the break for, our, for our just once a quick minute for our uh, our fans. What's up, Todd? How are you, buddy? Uh, outstanding, brother. Outstanding. You know, just so you know, I go back. I, I was a Noel fan before I became a Kane for when Larry Keys and Greg Allen and Wally and Wally Wooder and Jimmy Jordan back in the day. Oh like, my God, you're going Bobby way back, late seventies, bro. We had Bobby went into Tom Osborne's house in Nebraska and beat them. He played. He, 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 Nineteen eighty-one, baby. Yep. <laughs> That was when Bobby was was the man. And And Nebraska fans literally cheered FSU as they as they left the field. They they gave FSU a standing ovation. Talk about class acts right there, Ah, Nebraska fans. You just got out coached by the genius. Listen, (laughs) back down to business here, fellas. Okay, I just want to say defense, 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 defense. We called it right here on your show. Four to five turnovers last week. We got four. Yeah. Okay, we secured the football. We didn't let it roll through the end zone. Okay, we got we got tackled at the two. And it went out of bounds legally there. And then uh, beautiful job here. Okay, but let's get to the end zone. Bowles, unleash this defense. Okay, unleash this defense. My prayer every night is if Bowles will unleash this defense. Rogers has a way to step up in the pocket and slide. Okay, we got to meet him right there. Boom, and lower the boom on him. Okay, get your hands up when Jason Pierre-Paul knocked that ball down. Like I said, yes, I knew we came to play. Okay, okay, that's it. And, and remember, in, in practice, you need to catch 100 balls wet. Okay, you got to soak them in the water. Brady's got to throw them, and you got to catch it. This is a whole different ball than catching a wet football. Okay, like that. It's a whole. It's, it's the ball's heavier. It's it's a. Make sure you get two hands on it. Don't let it get in the body. All right, Bucks get it done. Twenty-eight, twenty-seven in a barn burner. God bless you. D up, D up. I hope you're right, brother. You. All right, Peace, thanks, man. Todd. Appreciate it. Hope you're right. I'd be. I don't care if it's one point. If it's a, I don't just beat, beat them Packers. It's going to be fun. All right, let's uh, welcome in our good friend Anthony Becht, who's played in a few snow games in his 12-year NFL career. What's up, Anthony? How are you, buddy? Hey, JP. I'm doing well, man. How's things? It's fantastic. Uh, I mean, what a ride these Bucks have given us this year, huh, man? This is. I I I, I did predict them to go to the a- NFC Championship game. Ain't gonna lie, because I I thought Brady could to elevate this team, but uh, more than that, just. There were times this year, though, and I didn't think they were going to make it. And boy, they have they have persevered, and uh, it, it's amazing to see this team where they are right now. Uh, just, just your thoughts on the evolution, what you've seen all year long from this team? Yeah, you know, I think you know, way back when I came on before the season, I think you know, I talked about how this team was kind of, you know, wasn't about getting to the playoffs; it's about getting deep into the playoffs, yeah. and how 11, eleven wins would be the minimum you would expect from this team, and. You know, look, I think they've grown uh, about the pace that I thought they would. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, look, Brady, I can't speak enough about what Brady's doing uh, at this uh, at this age bracket. I mean, it's just, it's an incredible sight to see. I think people need to, you know, just nationally need to appreciate everything that he's doing. I mean, um, you know, he's gotten tremendous support from his offensive line. I, I think all these guys have played their best football 
of the of their careers. You have a rookie right tackle who's been really oh, exceptional. I mean, he should be cool. an all pro. Um, you know, he's just he, he's just accountable. And, you know, the kid's only going to get better. I mean, you're know, thinking, how, how much better can he get? He hasn't let up any sacks. Well, that, that's kind of the, the model right now. And, and I think from a skill position standpoint, you know, everybody's contributing at the right time. You know, we all worried about Antonio Brown, how he would fit in and taking away reps from guys. And I think he's adjusted well. He's yep. not been a distraction. And then these young guys have stepped up and made plays. I mean, as big a catch as you could have, mm were Johnson and Miller in the game. I yeah. mean, they were huge when their number was called, and that's a tough deal. I mean, you don't get reps, and you've got to go in and be fast, quick, come out of breaks, be on the spot. That, I mean, those weren't easy catches that they made and easy routes. So uh, it's really nice to see, and then defensively, your leader's back on the field. Mm. You know, Ty Bowles has done an exceptional job just believing in his guys. You know, there was a lull where we saw just, you know, getting away from who they were. And, yes. You know, I don't know what yes. the reasoning was that, you know, really it's hard to tell, but, you know, they're a man-press team, and they're going to live and die that way and worked out well for them against the Saints. I, it's so bizarre when they the way they played the Saints the last time in November and, you know, that soft zone, and you and I were like, what the hell are they doing? Why, why, and it's almost like they were, you know, as I look back on it, I was like, was he setting them up for the playoff game? Was he? I mean, is that even possible that a coach would do that? No, because they were trying to win a division at the time. But I'll be damned if it didn't work out that way, you know, because they they played a completely different game in this one, the one they had to win. And I, and I said it last week, Anthony, that these defensive backs were going to win or lose this game, and they went out and won the game. Not that I mean, I'm not crediting the entire defense, but I thought they were the liability. Like that's where they're going to ask him to play man to man, and and you know these these New Orleans receivers are going to beat them. We've seen it happen, but damned if they didn't. If that whole defense, but those DBs played their ass off. You agree? They did, and it was all about effective pressure, mm-hmm. uh, rushing the process. You don't have to sack Breeze. You just have to rush. He's a different guy. He's not stepping up, standing there, and taking the hits. And, and delivering the home run strikes, although he did in that game. I thought you know, his receivers let him down in, in some opportunities. True. But, um, yeah, the secondary, look, by trade, all these guys, these kids, you know, I call them kids, they're young, but by trade, their, their skill set is man-press, physical, DBs. And the, the one thing that holds them back in zone, because everybody thinks, oh, zone coverage is easy, go to mm-hmm. your spot, but they have young eyes. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Young, inexperienced eyes that will only get better and, you know, they'll, they'll learn how to play it. They'll, they'll learn how to trust their neighbor on how to do it right. When they do, that's real scary now. I mean, now you're talking about, you know, multiple, multiple things that you can do from, from a coverage standpoint. You go man half the field. You go zone another. Everybody's on the same page. And that time will come. Hopefully it comes before all the, one of their contracts are up because you're not going to keep these guys. Yeah. But I, they're in a good situation right now, and they did play well. I mean, they're going to live and die with man. I get yep. it. But they, they win a lot more than they do and. When that when that defensive line gets off the ball and they understand how important they are to their success and that stuff matches up, they're just a tough team to beat. And it, and it's again and it's the same thing with the Packers. That you know that that's not a fluke. What happened in that last game? Right. That's what happens. It's like oh look at you know Rodgers got shook. You know he doesn't know how to handle. It. It's not about him handling the pressure. It's about all his other guys being in the right spots and picking things up for him. So you know it doesn't really matter how good the quarterback is because if you don't pick it up. He's going to get hit. He's going to go down, and he's going to be rushed. And that's kind of the game plan again. That's how you beat them. And there's there's validity to it because the blueprint's been set. It does mean something what they did in week six. It's not, oh, well, that was week six. It's going to change. I'm telling you now, is there, if there's people in your face and you don't let the quarterback out of the pocket, he's got to do one of two things. He's going to take a sack, 
you got to release the ball quickly, and that gives an advantage to your DBs if you're playing that man coverage, and you know you're doing it well. So, and he's got to miss a couple throws too. I mean, let's be honest, he's got to miss. Yes. Yeah, or get some drops in there, like like you mentioned in, in the Saints game. Um, I, I thought this was interesting. Um, the Packers have been front running for the last seven weeks. They've won seven in a row. They scored touchdowns on their first two possessions at Detroit. Uh, they reached the end zone on each of their first three series against Carolina and Tennessee. In both their victories over Chicago, they collected three touchdowns and two field goals in their five drives against the Rams. So they've been front running. And they even got out quick against the Bucks, but the Bucks came back and and I you know, I think that's something that the Packers, if they do get behind and the Bucks are forcing them um and enforcing Rodgers to be uncomfortable, even though they're playing at home, the Packers, I think that that's exactly where the Bucks wanna wanna get them. And and just that so a fast start by that Bucks defense, I think, is really, really important to put Rodgers in an uncomfortable position. What do you think? Yeah, you know, listen, I mean, let's be honest. You know, this team is on the road three straight weeks. Uh, their offense has to come out the gate swinging. I yeah, mean, they have yeah. to be on point. You got a guy who's the best in the business. I mean, I think he's the – I really go out and he's the best player to ever play in the NFL, in my opinion. It's not just the positional. That, that's the kind of guy you have. I mean, we can argue this thing all day, but, you know, I've hated the guy for a lot of years, and, you know, I've, <laughs> I've embraced the guy for a lot of yeah. years. It's it's just uh, – it's, a, it's, a, it's an – you got to embrace what he's doing. And, um, you know, I don't know if I would pick another quarterback in the pocket. And I say this, you know, because all these other quarterbacks can move and Mahomes can create. And if you just put them all in the same offense in the pocket and say, look, the whole season, you can't leave the pocket. You have to be a quarterback. In the... He's the best. I mean, he just, yeah. that's what it comes down to. So uh, the level that he's playing is there. The offense has to be on point. Uh, I really was impressed by Rojo. Uh, I know he's banged oh. up, but man, he didn't look it. He didn't look it. He's so explosive, and I got to give credit where credit is due. You know, I've been uh, obviously a guy that's gotten on Fournette a little bit, and I'll be quite honest with you, he's not the same running he's back not. he's been no. that I've been critiquing him as. No, right? he, so he, he's, he's been doing a different dude. He's been a different dude. He has been so, and I can embrace it because that's kind of what I want to see. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, he, he's been a guy that's actually. You know, it's been a game changer for them, uh, catching the ball as well. So as long as he continues to do that and he understands and him and Rojo push each other, I mean, man, I love Rojo to start. I want him to get the, the, the snaps. But when he comes in, it's like, damn, you know, your, your defense doesn't get a playoff. I mean, that dude is hitting holes, and you, gotta, you can't question the kid's toughness. I mean, look, he came from USC, you know, a softer mentality, you would have to yep. just say in general. And I'll tell you, man, like, you know, the quad's no joke. I've had it. Uh, you know, especially for a running back, you could tell that long run. It took a little bit yep, out of the quad yep. a little bit, then he fought through it, man. And they're just impressive. There's a mentality that's there that I think is you got to embrace as well. And I like seeing that. And that's been a big part of it. Anthony Beck joining us here, and you know we've been talking so much about the um, the identity of this football team. And I've, if there's one thing I could say about, it, especially the last game, and I, I think I'd throw the last few games in there. You know what? What is really showing to me physicality. You know, from Ryan Jensen just burying Anzalone, from Devin White on that first hit on Alvin Kamara, um, every time they had a shot on a receiver, they took it. And I, I don't think I've seen a Bucks team be this physical in running the football. They were, I mean, that offensive line was getting after some butts. I mean, I know you, you probably jumped out of your seat a couple times just watching the way they were playing. I, I think offensively and defensively. Is that is that fair to say? I mean, JP, that, that's what's the, that's the only way you're going to get to the ultimate goal, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can't do it half-ass. You have to do it yeah. full go. 
And if you can do it, if that's the way you can be, then that's the way it's got to be all the way on out. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't, it can't be just this game because it's, you know, the Saints, their division. They beat us twice. We're pissed off. You know, we got to hit them harder. Like, like, dude, you need to be just as angry against the Packers. Yep. I mean, that, that's the mentality, and, and it's got to be like that. If for one, I can tell you on the first couple series how the game's going to go, just off the yeah. way you know the, these guys are playing, and it shows. So uh, hopefully it carries over because if it's just because the Saints were just you know their their demon for the last five games prior to this one, then you know you're not going to get to where you want to be. So you know that that's where Tom Brady and JPP yep. and yep. Gronk and Jensen, you know, he's with the Ravens, he's got experience as well. This is where they Devin have White. to. They lead by example, right? Then that, that's the example. That's the bar that's set, and that's what you needed to ultimately win a Super Bowl, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I, and it's just, it was so apparent this last game, and I just, I love that about this Bucks team. And they got personalities that'll, that'll do that. I don't think it's, it's any accident. Anthony Beck uh, joining us here. All right, so, you know, you're, you're from the North, the Northeast a little bit. Uh, you played a lot of Jets football. Favorite snow game? This is going to be a little bit of snow game, I think. What's your favorite snow yeah, game? Yeah, we played, you've ever played the Steelers. In? I can't remember. It was uh, 2003 or four. Hell, it made one of the NFL uh, like these big books I have. That just we had about six or seven inches of snow. Um, it was like a six-three game. I, either we went or we lost. Curtis Martin went off as a rusher, but um, couldn't pass. Couldn't do anything. I mean, you know, now that you know the, the, the turf up there, and, and it was like. Uh, it was like cubes of grass. They used to put trays of grass at the metal, the old metal lands, and it was just terrible. Added the snow, you couldn't even really run. You were chopping your feet. Things are different. <laughs> Fields are heated. I mean, yeah. look, it, the cold weather is it is what it is, man. I mean, like you got to like mentally just go in and, and just suck it up and do your thing because you can't. You got to find a way to warm up your body. You got to find a way, to, you know, because guys don't like going out, which is fine, but you got to get yourself you know, ready to go as well. So hopefully they have a plan. Uh, you know, they played in Washington. I don't know what the temperature was in Washington. It was cold, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It wasn't like it was a warm night. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's going to snow, what it's going to look like. It's going to be like 50% snow. The, yeah. is, is that what it is? Yeah, I mean, 50%. if it is, it is. Let's go out there and do it. They have a good enough running game that that, that, that could be an advantage for them. I mean, look, they're well balanced. They came out of that game yep. looking real good to me. And uh, your offensive line is really your catalyst. And, you know, the secondaries, they're going to have to stop the run as well. I mean, you know, the Packers are going to try to run the ball as well. It's not going to be all Rodgers yeah. uh, for sure. I mean, they got, they got some depth there. And, and uh, you know, if you shut that down, make them one-dimensional, you know, hopefully you can you find ways. And we'll see which of the two greatest quarterbacks are going to, you know, not have their day. So uh, I'm going to lean on a guy that's been doing it for a long time at a high level in those circumstances versus mm-hmm. the guy that, okay, we know he's good, but it's not a common ground for both guys, especially – you're talking about championship games. So uh, we'll see how it goes, man. You know, I really think the Bucks are going to come out on this one. I think they're going to win too. the game. I think it's going to be a good game, but I feel confident about it. It's not a biased confidence. It's, they, you know, they're playing at that level. You know, Packers, defense, they got issues. I mean, they're not dominating. So they have their holes. They're playing hot. I think, uh, you know, this is going to be a good matchup. How about getting Vita Vea back? How, qu- how big is that? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't want to get too overly pumped up about that. I mean, I have no idea what his conditioning level is, what he's been able to do. But, you know, man, if you, if you didn't get him this game and you were able to win and you had him for, you know, two weeks, more weeks to train and get better and get on the field, gosh, I mean, you know, that's that dude's good, man. I mean, I, he's, I can't expect him to be the same guy right now. But, um, you know, I'm sure he's been training hard, doing mm. whatever they're asking him to do. So, uh, man, that, that's a bonus. You're talking about, you know, 
you're just adding depth with Huge. a great player at that position. It would be really nice to see. Yes, but with the Packers running for 188 last week, they ain't, they ain't running for 188 on this team. I would be, especially no. with Vita Vey in there. Ain't, there's no way. Uh, all right, Anthony, tell all the folks where they can get your uh, your great podcast. Yeah, you know, you can just follow me on Anthony underscore Beck, B-E-C-H-T, on Twitter. That'll guide you everywhere, Linktree. I'm on uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Uh, just to search my name, you'll see the certification there, and, uh, and that'll lead you everywhere you need to be. I, I have Bucks podcast, I have a Jets podcast, and I have a, just a sports, fantasy, football, gambling podcast twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays, which is live and on the podcast. All your top podcast platforms as well. Just search my name and they'll pop up. Great, great content from uh, Anthony Beck. Hey, partner, really appreciate you uh, coming on. We'll uh, chat with you down the line. Thanks, buddy. You got it, man. Be well. Thanks. The great Anthony Beck right there. He just said, very com- well, confident the Bucks are going to win. That man knows his X's and O's. This is, this is as good a setup as you could possibly hope for. If the man maybe love to be at home, yeah, that's true. Love to have this game at home. Um, but you know what? It, you're in a good you're in a good spot. No, what nine thousand fans, nine to ten thousand fans at, at uh, Lambeau Field. Twenty nine degrees in snow. That's not ridiculously cold. Um, our quarterback's been there before. Vita Vea is coming back. This team's on a roll. It's got momentum. Um, very, very confident that this is going to be a, a competitive game. I mean, I it's just I think you make the case the Bucks are just the better team. They're the better roster, the better team. They got the better quarterback. They got the better coaching staff. Um, the only thing they don't have is a home field and and weather. But um, it's usually big in the playoffs. But yeah, true, true. But not this year. Not as big. I, again, I I definitely being objective. If the Saints had their home crowd, I think that game would have gone differently. I really do. It's that much of a difference. And that's not a knock on the Bucs. It's just it's human nature. And that I've been in that Superdome when that place is rocking, and it's oppressive. It just messes with your mind. And the same thing with Lambeau Field. Same exact thing. When that place is packed um, and you're cold and you get hit and you get down, it's literally, pardon the, the pun, but it's a snowball effect. You start feeling sorry for yourself. Next thing you know, you know he's throwing a, a dime over your head, and it's just they're leaping into the stands. They're go pack go. It's it's just, it's ridiculous, and you, it's hard. It's hard to to rebound from that in a physical football game. It just is. So um, yeah, I mean, I think the Bucks are they're, they're catching a break because of COVID. So there are some silver linings. All right, a quick break, and then we'll come back on the other side, wrap things up with the news of the day, any breaking news to get to you. Uh, all that good stuff coming your way. Three minutes. Stay with us. Make some noise! The Big Eight. 820 WWBA. It's time to get your but pure sports here. Now, back to the show with JP on Fans Dream Sports. Hey, we want to welcome aboard a new sponsor. It's the Weatherington Group. Uh, buy, whether, you're, whether you're buying or selling real estate, it's the Weatherington Group that will help you out. Eric and Natalie 
have been buying and selling houses for 22 years. They're top 3% of sales volume uh, agents in Hillsborough County, so they're one of the best. They do a lot of volume, $37 million total dollars in volume, and they are five-star agents, Zillow. Uh, have great reviews. So if you're uh, in the market for buying or selling a house right now and the market is good, uh, if you're buying, you need to buy now because the the market is is red hot and it's not tanking anytime soon. Everybody's moving to Florida. And if you're selling, uh, prices are going at an all-time high. So you got to get a, a, a realtor and a group that knows this market. If you go with one of those discount brokers, folks, you're going to get discount service. They're not going to market your home, or they're not going to get out there and find you the one that you really want. Um, Eric and Natalie are absolutely passionate about what they do. They're a ton of fun, but they're really, really good at what they do. So uh, give them a call at 813-340-8500. 50. That's 340-8550, and they will hook you up. That's uh, the Weatherington Group. Whether you're buying or selling, it's the Weatherington Group. Um, all right, so the news of the day, just to uh, reiterate so you guys are up to date if you missed something earlier, A.B., Antonio Brown got his MRI done. He's day-to-day, no structural damage, so it's going to be kind of a pain thing for him if he can get through it, and my guess is he's going to play. Uh, Vita Vea will is expected to practice tomorrow and all week long. He's been doing a lot of strenuous workouts. Of course, he broke his ankle, what, uh, game six earlier this year, so they've uh, designated him to come back. But we'll see how practice goes. My guess is he is going to play. And we'll get the, um, we'll get the, the major injury reports uh, tomorrow. Hey, Johnny, do we have a little bit of that Bruce Arians I wanted to play? We've been hoping to play it. We've had a lot of calls. I wanted to get to that one quote um, of him talking about Tommy as a coach. Do you have that? Do you have that? Because I'd love to hear it. But uh, the first yeah. question is about the running game, is it not? Uh, no, it's about how would he like from the game. Okay, let's uh, listen in a little bit of Bruce Arians before we uh, get out of here today. Offensive, I liked the running game. I thought I thought our offensive line protected and blocked it, and tight ends put them in there too. Aaron Stinney played his tail off. Defensively, it was the takeaways, you know, um, just getting the ball away from those guys. We knew it was going to be hard, but we did. A- did that technical difficulties? Technical difficulties, yes. Yes. We will get caught up. Hey, uh, Aaron Stenney played his tail off. Yeah, he did. Defensively, it was the takeaways, you know, um, just getting the ball away from those guys, we knew it was going to be hard, but we did a great job of it. And can you talk a little bit more, maybe just some details about uh, what stood out from Stinney and uh, you know, how, how good was his performance and you know, maybe compared to what Kappa was playing or just in general? Yeah, he's a different player than Cap, but, uh, you know, he, he, in the running game and the passing game, he, he played lights out. He's, 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 a, he's got a great future. That was a we'll big go question mark going in, too, and he played fantastic. Bruce, it felt like, you know, both in terms of the initial game plan and the way that you guys adjusted on both sides of the ball as the game went along, that that um, that Todd and Byron both really just coached a fantastic game. What can you say about the, the preparation leading up to the game throughout the week in practice and the way they schemed it and also way also the way they responded to the way the game was going? Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was outstanding. One of the best jobs I've seen done by both of those guys, and uh, you know, even our special teams adjusting after after the punt return. But um, yeah, those two guys—they're great coaches, and um, 
and they do a heck of a job. All right, a little bit of Bruce Arians there we wanted to get in. Uh, we will hear from Bruce Arians tomorrow. It's a full media day for the Bucks tomorrow, so we'll hear from Arians. Uh, also scheduled to speak, I believe, is Cameron Brait. We'll hear from Brady on Thursday, and uh, we'll get some Packers sound for you as well tomorrow as uh, Matt LaFleur will be doing his Zoom calls as well. All right, our thanks to Anthony Beck, who joined us today, uh, Leo Haggerty, Bobby the Chief Taylor. You can get all those interviews on our podcast. Uh, by the way, Anton Winfield Jr., Tristan Wirfs, named to the all-rookie team. So congrats to those guys. Uh, no Vasilevsky at practice today, but he should be ready to go against Columbus Thursday night. Have a great night, everybody. One love.